0: The NBA is on TuneIn, streaming NBA games around the globe. It's time to bring you the confrontational frontcourt of Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Ah! This is Two Men Weave, live from All-Star Weekend in New Orleans, on the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals.
1: Yes. Yes. All right. My name is Michael Rappaport. I'm in here with Kenyon Martin. K-Mart, K-Dot,
2: how you feeling, Kenyon?
1: I'm wonderful, man.
2: Great Sunday down here in New Orleans, man. All-Star Weekend, enjoying it.
1: All-Star Weekend, live from New Orleans. the a big easy, and we're down here AC's talking here. greasy. AC's here. It's fantastic. Um, we can't get into uh, the show until we uh, get into the dunk contest. First and foremost. A lot of feelings, a lot of thoughts. Today, on the two man weave with the confrontational front court of Kenyon Martin and Michael Rapport, we have many, 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 many guests. We have NBA champion, workhorse AC Green in the building. We have legends around. We're going to start off with AC Green. We're going to talk about this dunk contest. Yo, Kenyon, should it stay or should it go? Both. Both.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I think they should get rid of it for a couple of years, man, and let guys miss it and guys come up with some more creative dunks, man, and, and, and not just get a fan something that, and not just get a fan something that. That they've missed for a few years, man. But I think they should definitely take some time off.
1: Yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe you 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 feel like uh, you're taking it for granted, players.
2: Yeah, but what do you replace it with, though? That, you it you replace it with
1: to... you replace it with. You know what? I go to sleep a little bit earlier on a Saturday <laughs> night, or we they could throw an extra party. I've had enough. Let me tell you something. First of all, the first thing they need to do. I'm talking right to the NBA here. I'm not even talking to Kmart. I'm talking right to the NBA. The first thing that needs to happen. Is the Chris Anderson rule. Okay, in baseball, you get three strikes. In life, you get three strikes. You play around, right, officer? Three strikes, you, you, you might be locked up for good. Why do you get three strikes in baseball, three strikes in life, but you get 19 attempts at a dunk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I go to see, uh, you know, David Copperfield in Las Vegas, and he's going to pull a uh, pigeon out of a hat or somebody, uh, some other place that he might want to store a pigeon. And he goes, uh, I'm going to do the trick, and then you see the pigeon come out, and he goes, oh, hold on a second. Let me put the pigeon away, and then let's start again. And then we, we, we go again, and then he, oh, the pigeon uh, went out my sleeve. Hold on, let me start again. You're going to say, you know what, David Copperfield, I want my money back. Definitely. But these guys are doing dunks. They had a drone come out. We saw the drone. He missed the dunk. Let's try it again. I'm I'm glad. That, you know, everybody thought that he was gonna, um, you know, grab the ball out of the drone. But you know, you could chop your fingers off uh, in those drones. And I would have hate to seen uh, Aaron Gordon, you know, dunk a basketball with one hand and then dunk, you know, his pointer and his pinky <laughs> finger in his other hand.
2: Hey, they would have got all kind of raves after that one. I can tell you that much.
1: But but Kenyon. Were were you there? You remember? Remember Chris Birdman Anderson? The yeah. day, the day the bird, the bird wings broke.
2: Uh, yeah, they, yeah they.
1: Were you at that dunk contest? Yeah, they were
2: broken that day. Yeah, I was there. Uh, I was helping. Um, that was the first one. That was my first year in Denver. Um, I was at the dunk contest, assisting Josh Smith at the time with his dunks. And shout out to Josh, he won that dunk contest, by the way.
1: He had the neat jersey on.
2: Yeah, he went and did the windmill, the yep. neat windmill, um, which was creative. Um, Yeah, Bird was, yeah. He was. Bird was being Bird. Bird
1: was flying.
2: Definitely, literally and figuratively.
1: Literally and figuratively. Flying. This was pre-tattooed Bird.
2: Yeah, definitely. Floppy hair, Justin Bieber
1: hair, Bird.
2: Definitely. And and
1: Birdman's still in the league, right?
2: Yeah, he's, um, he just, actually, he's. He got traded, I think, and then got waived. If I'm not mistaken,
1: yeah, somebody will probably pick him up for playoffs. You know what? Yeah. You pick him up, Golden State. He ACL. Yeah. Oh, all right. He's well, out he, with ACL
2: injury, so he had a great career. But, yeah, but he's been—he was in the league, and I wasn't. So uh, go figure that.
1: Right. Because he's a white guy. Right. With 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 uh, with tattoos. I'm, and I'm a black guy with tattoos. Yeah, but he's—I mean—he's <laughs> talk about—he's got some regrettable tattoos, Birdman.
2: I don't know. If you ask him, I don't think so.
1: No, he thinks he's he's on and popping. But when he's like seventy and everything starts to drop, and like that, like that bird, that beard tattoo he's got, like his, like you're gonna look crazy, Birdman. You, you're gonna be like, what, what happened to my neck? Like, yeah. he's, but but let's stay focused on this this dunk contest.
2: On, on, on this dunk contest.
1: But no, um, but 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 when you were there with Birdman, yes. we're, 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 as a player, mm-hmm. you're you're in your prime. You're there yeah. with Josh Smith. Don't you think that should be a that should be a rule? It should be called yeah. the Chris Anderson rule. I agree. I agree one strike, yeah. two strikes, yeah. three. Strikes. You're at it. Go home. Yeah,
2: definitely. Uh, go yeah. take a shower. Yeah, the days where guys and not missing dunks and dunk contests, uh, I think those days are over. But yeah, if you, you should get one attempt, man. One attempt. Two at the most. Yeah, two. Especially your degree of difficulty to, should depend on whether you get a second attempt or not. Right. You know what I'm saying. Right. Like uh, I think if you look at how how divers, they get um, their degree of difficulty is in their points. Right. So I think that should be part of it. You know what I'm saying? If your degree of difficulty is, reaches a certain point, then you should get a second attempt. Right. But if it, but if it doesn't, then... You get
1: one attempt. We call that the Dominique rule. But You just defer to Dominique. What do you think, Dominique? Dominique goes, get him out of here. No, yes, and then definitely. the Sandman comes with a cane and then yanks yeah. him off. And, now, that, right. you know, if, if, if you start humiliating these dudes.
2: Well, they bring Chris Anderson out instead of Sandman.
1: <laughs> this is really, They bring Chris Anderson <laughs> out. And, and since he got an ACL tear, he'll bring a cane. Definitely. That's what you start doing. You start shaming dudes that go in the locker room. Follow him out of the arena. You know, matter of fact, you don't even get the shower because you're not sweating. Just keep it moving, and you get on, on, in a pedicab and, 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 and take it home, and you're not allowed into any parties that night. I agree. Any dunkers that, that miss a dunk more than three times, which is already two times too much, you're not allowed to any party. That should be a rule anywhere in the All-Star Games. You ain't getting in the parties. You're banned from the
2: parties. They sent a mass text out.
1: Yo, you're not allowed in, my man. You're not going to the Jordan party, the Kenny Smith party. You're not playing spades at the D Wade party. We're no, shutting you down. I agree. You take his credentials and all. That's that. it. <laughs> You're just a civilian, my man. Like, you'll take off your skinny jeans. You're not getting in. Go home. Now, go home and watch the tape and reevaluate, re-evaluate what you did. Definitely. I mean, I think last night, if, if, if they, if they uh, cut together, if they edited together the dunks, there were some good dunks. Glenn Robinson, the third son of Big Dog. <laughs>
2: Big dog was a problem.
1: Yo, did you play against Ooh, the dog?
2: Yes, I did.
1: What was he? Was Ooh. a skilled dude, right?
2: we. It was uh, it was unorthodox. Um, he had a little hitch in his shot, and you couldn't block it though. You couldn't get to it, man. He was mid-range game was.
1: And tall, right?
2: But not that tall, man. Six seven, mm. six eight. But he was a problem.
1: Glenn Robinson the third. Yes, he won the dunk contest. <clears throat> I don't think he missed any dunks, but, but, but all the misses by the time you got there were like, okay. It, it, it just took the, took the air out of it. When you watch the highlights later on ESPN and NBA TV, it's like, this is cool. But watching it on live TV, I was offended, man.
2: I'd rather watch the, um, the Westminster Dog Show. That
1: would have been dope. Yeah. You, you see them dogs at yeah, the Westminster, they don't definitely. miss, they get through the hoop one time. Yeah, one
2: time. And if they don't, guess what?
1: Bye-bye. Yes. <laughs> Take your credentials, and you ain't going to the after-dog party.
2: Not at all. No Alpo for you. I, I
1: don't know. You know, I, I don't know, man. No Perina for you. De- Derek Jones, who just came up from the D-League, who, if you – Derek Jones Jr., I don't know who was coaching him because uh, uh, he should have he, – he's got dunks that he should have started off with that were straight 50s. Definitely. He, got, he, he actually, uh, in front of the bright lights in the big city, he wasn't a crook son. He was a shook one. Um, he had some moments. He dunked off the side of the backboard, but he missed and missed and missed. I, I We've seen that you jump over guys trick over and over and over. Last year, Aaron Gordon dumped, uh, dunk, dunked over Snuffleupagus. It was great. Dominique Wilkins again. I hate to go back to Dominique, to Jordan. To J.R. Ryder, if you were go out there, the first, like get get fancy on your 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 third and fourth and fifth dunk, but in the beginning, just bang it and bang yeah, it hard and just yeah, get points. No, 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 you,
2: you got to make it to the second round
1: when you dunk hard in games. Yeah. Did, it also feels like the, the the softening of the league, the skinny jeansification of the NBA. Does it hurt your hand to dunk hard? Because they don't... I I feel like... It ain't
2: necessarily your hands. Um, If you're high enough, then it's your wrists. Like, I used to get, like, whelps across my wrists. But it's worth it, right? Yeah, for me it is.
1: I mean, because... Also, I think that, like, there's not that, like... One of the things that made Dominique so crazy was because... The power yeah. that he did, I feel like dudes don't want to hurt. Maybe they don't want to get their <laughs> manicure messed yeah, up. Definitely, I don't know what's going on in yeah, the NBA. The,
2: yeah, guys, it's yeah, it's a little different. But now, nah, like when you start bringing it, man, guys don't want to jump with you, especially in the game. Like if you bring it in, the guys know it's a, it's a potential. I'm gonna put it on your head, right? Like it's like guys are reluctant to jump, man. But you got all this finesse and everything going on right now. Like why not have Larry Nance Jr. in the dunk contest? I don't know why. Why like? Like you bring a guy, no, no disrespect from Derek Jones Jr. But you got a guy in the league.
1: I don't like, know that, why that name, Larry Nance like, Jr. wasn't in. it. Like, why
2: not? Like, he got a bounce. And he got a legacy. Yes, I'm saying, he, yeah, name you got Glenn Robinson, like fathers who play. Yeah, you, I think that would have been a good, um, that would have been a good storyline.
1: Another question: Add I'm not Tim even Tim
2: Hardaway Jr. in a three point shootout. I, 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 well, that's just my thought. No, process.
1: no, the Larry Nance uh, Jr. should have been in it. That, that's a good thought because, you know, when he beat Dr. J. In the dunk contest, I never, ever forgave Larry Nance, and I know Doc missed the dunk, yes. but I, I had a, I hated Larry Nance from that Doesn't point that. on. Like to me, it was like he he beat Superman. Like to me, like Doc was my uh, he was you. my guy. Going to ask you a question. You've you've been known to bang it on a fella or two. Keep it real, Kenny Martin. It's Sunday morning. We're in New Orleans. Who was the first dude to catch you in the league where you were like, ouch? To bang it on you. It happens.
2: Yeah, I get yeah, you up man, if you are out there and you play a certain way and you it's gonna happen, like, you're gonna get dunked on. But I've I haven't I never received the that where everybody on the bench is like, Oh never. I've never had that. And I foul you. Listen listen, 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 listen,
1: listen,
2: let's get this established right now. Yes. I will foul you knock you on your ass. Help you up and go make your two free throws
1: before you get the yes. dunk going.
2: and go to the line while your arm tingling, right? And try to make these two, right? You know, and if they got to go to the monitor, whether it's a flagging one or flagging two, hey, so be it. But I'm not—I I wasn't gonna be that poster guy, right? But as far as getting dunked on, um, minding people' business, probably guy like Shaq, right? Minding, minding Shaq' business, knowing, 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 I didn't have a shot at blocking it. That's like brushing his teeth, making it look good. We call it fake hustle. Right. <laughs> just make it look good for the film. Right. Um got dunked on by uh Jermaine O'Neal got me. Um I got him first. Um Amari. Uh huh like, yeah, yeah. It's just like you playing post D and stuff like that.
1: It's um, gonna happen. The
2: yeah, most recent uh, I got dunked on, I think, was I got caught up under the rim by Roy Hibbert.
1: Okay, he's it, like nineteen
2: seven, feet. He's yeah, seven three, you know what I'm saying? I'm like I'm the uh, I was the new age five my last few years. Right. I was the new age center. Right. Saying power forward. So they, so my new position was five. Right. You know, my whole career, I was playing against guys bigger than me. And now I'm, now I'm a five. And right. I'm, I'm right. in the league. And I'm guarding Roy here, but he's making this move. I tried to pull a chair on him. Uh-huh. Well, you moving Yeah, like, yeah. He was stumbling. And seven-three, all he did, he turned. And I'm up under the rim. You know what I'm that's saying? It. Jumped, yeah, but, yeah, but that's it. Yeah. That's part of playing defense. Yeah, definitely. And I, hey, trust me. I've got way more people. Right. Because my highlight reel is is I'm not on too many people highlight reels. There's you know no saying? posters. No, nah, there's no posters of Kenyon being dunked on. But trust me, go around my house, there's plenty of posters of people. I like it. Plenty of posters. I got YouTube reels, man, like from years and years of me putting that thing on people's head, people minding my business.
1: Kenyon, I got a, a Nerf or Nerf highlight reel Sweet. that'll blow your mind. Sweet. Okay, it was on my door. Talking about in the 80s. Already. You come over, I'm dunking on you. I dunked on a couple of girlfriends. Like well, I'm 12, door. 13. I'm like, I come here, sweetheart.
2: Invite Boom! Them in the, invite them in the house. You yeah, going first. <laughs> that's it. Got the ball by the door, and they come Look in. Look that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to do it on the door, on, on the door panels. Like, guy come through the door, behind you, and you turn around. <laughs> Aaron
1: Gordon, he ran out of gas. Obviously, you know, he, he was, he was a, a, a very, very, very impressive last year. DeAndre Jordan. You know, I really think that one of the, one of the things to, to make the... Uh, now, Porzingis won the Skills Challenge. I think the, the Skills Challenge event, if it was all dudes over 6'10", I think the fans would get a kick out of that. You get Boogie Cousins, you get Porzingis, and then you have the under-six foot. They had the three-point shootout. Obviously, Clay Thompson uh, didn't show out. Um, Eric Gordon won, who, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad uh, he won. I'm, I'm glad his resurgence. Yeah. And DeAndre Jordan, that was your guy. What did you think of his DJ Khaled uh, uh, jump over dunk? <laughs> eh. Uh, just dunk the ball, yeah, man. Yeah, your hair's braided. You look good. You're in New Orleans. You, you just dunk the hair, dunk the ball. Yeah, I love DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, that's
2: my guy, man. It's just like you is
1: DJ Khaled's doing at the DJ booth. He's not even scratching.
2: Yeah.
1: What's the DJ booth there for? Let me see you beat juggle, and then DeAndre jumps over you. DJ Khaled's like 5'4". DeAndre Jordan can dunk over you while you're beat juggling. I,
2: I agree. Yeah, it's just one of them things, man. People, um, Creativity is 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 running out with dunks. So.
1: Was Grandmaster Flash not available? Why, why, why is he jumping over DJ Khaled anyway?
2: He's the new hot thing, I
1: Yeah, guess. but Kid Capri was right there. Kid Capri was sitting in the blue seats last night. <laughs> Bring him down there. And they should be playing music. He should be DJing instead of snapping. The whole thing is too corporate. I get it. And you might be saying, yeah, it's corporate, Mike rap. That's why these guys are, are sleeping on beds of money. But I'm a fan here, man. Yeah, and and,
2: more, and a lot of people just want to see the dunks. Like you're saying, you're, you're a fan, and, and there are a lot of other people that just want to see the dunks, man, without all of the... All the shenanigans that go on with it,
3: all the
1: hoopla.
2: Yeah, but it's it's just one of them things. It's like the Pro Bowl. People are like ah,
1: but the Pro Bowl uh, was dope this year. At least yeah, well, the often they're playing dodgeball. Yeah. Odell Beckham was doing jump rope contests. Yeah, they had a whole bunch of stuff going. Yeah, they got to
2: try to find something because people they're really trying to get rid of it. And I think that's where. Um, the road that we're traveling down with the dunk contest
1: yeah, because last year it looked like the revitalization of the dunk contest year, and obviously uh, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon would have been a good showdown, uh, and Zach Levine got hurt um, but I, I, I do congratulate Glenn Robinson the third um, you know he did win it um, it was fun uh, uh do the sager strong thing was was cool seeing all those guys shoot to raise money for his foundation um but I just feel like, I don't know, I, I'm not a producer, I'm just, I'm just a fan with a big mouth and an opinion. And, and I just want to see that night be special and magical. And I guess you can't predict it, uh, but there, there's got to be something uh, to do. This is the two-man weave. We are coming live and direct from a sunny, sunny New Orleans. Thank God it stopped raining beignets. <laughs> you know, why is that place, what is it called, Dumont? Cafe Dumont. Well, well, why is the, why is that place the only place? Why don't they have other places? They have 19,000 places to get gumbo in this place, but one place to get beignets. I want to get it. I think that we should start the two-man weave beignets. Uh, and let me tell you something, Cafe Dumont.
2: No. They probably cornered the market. No, nah,
1: no, nah, we're going to shut they, them down.
2: They probably cornered the market. They, they copyrighted. You're not allowed to make beignets. Uh, are
1: boys. those really beignets, Kenyon? They're like softballs. <laughs> They're like softballs. You know, instead of egging people down here, I think they beignet people's houses. Those I have beignets snowball fights. Yeah, it's snowball fights. fights.
2: All that all the sugar on is a oh, snowball. Yeah,
1: you could hit somebody, you could knock somebody down with one of those. Like if you if you catch somebody in the back of the head and you put a little a little spice on it, you could take somebody down right out. Every single place you go, they got you know they got gumbo and crawfish and McDonald's out here in New Orleans. <laughs>
2: Get you <bro> oysters. <laughs>
1: But right, how much seafood
2: have you through? had? Listen, I just want to know where's the farm, because listen, you travel around, you be around, like, but you go some places and certain things are out of season, right? Right. Certain seafood is out of season at, at like certain places you go. Why is there abundance of oysters down here? Like, where's the farm? They listen. It has to be a farm down on. On Bourbon Street somewhere, yeah. or, or in Bourbon and Canal, it has yeah. to be a farm that we don't know about yep. that they're producing all these oysters. Man, it has to be
1: Kmart. There, we might not be eating oysters. That's the, the question. Because yeah, I, that, that that very well might. I be. I had enough issue. for the oysters. Let me I, I, let me tell you something. I've seen some ginormous people down here. I mean, they look like they're sweating. They're sweating. Uh, I mean, you could just feel like they don't sweat. Sweat. It's just like oil. I mean, this is a. Pl- I went to go get like a salad yesterday. They were like, I don't. What is that? And I was like, just like some lettuce or something like that. I said, I don't. We don't have that around here. But with the Southern accent, you don't got a salad. No, but no, but we have. You could get some fried this, some fried that. We got. Fr- it's it's nine thirty in the morning. I, I don't. want I just want to. Give me some green juice. Oh, they they don't have, like, a Whole Foods. I, and I'm not even a health guy, but I haven't eaten. Life fair side of the menu. Something, man. <laughs> Every single place you go, fried this, fried that, catfish, oysters. Poe boy this. this. Poe boy pancakes. My man, hey, I don't want Just give me something straight up, man. This is the two-man weave. Coming live and direct from New Orleans. K dot to the mark. I'm Michael Rapper. We're coming oh, up. Man. We got guests. Like, uh, there's like 17 holidays in the league and I think there's like four more in high school high school all Americans this is the two man we've come live and direct from New Orleans 2017 NBA all-star weekend is coming to coming to an end tonight is the big night we'll be right back on NBA on TuneIn. Kenya Martin Michael Rapport
0: Two-Man Weave continues after this. Live from New Orleans, the site of All-Star Weekend on the NBA on TuneIn. My name is
1: Michael Rappaport. I'm here with Kenyon Martin. This is the Two-Man Weave. Just so you know, people, NBA on TuneIn is taking over NBA radio. I'm sorry to say that. Okay, but but I'm speaking facts. Not alternative facts, actual facts. Kenyon and I are going to be on Wednesdays through the NBA season. 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern live Okay Live The two man weave Wednesday 5 to 7 NBA on tune in the mid-season Mid-season special round table We're going to preview The second half of the NBA season With Mike Yam Antoine Yes, I shimmy Walker Antoine Walker Will Perdue And Rex Chapman That is Tuesday 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern NBA on tune in live Is taking over NBA radio Tune in Tune in on tune in. The thing I like about TuneIn, it ain't just the NBA. The music game on the TuneIn app, trust me, it's official. Any, every, anything you're into, you want to listen to some EDM and bang your head against the wall? Knock yourself out. We got all. Literally. Do it. Have, have, have a ball. We got this, this kind of EDM, that kind of EDM. There's so many subgenres of EDM. Hip-hop, reggae. You want to dance hall. You want rockers, they got it all. Classical, classic rock, alt-rock, news, podcasts, all on TuneIn. I love the app. Proud to be doing the show. The two-man weave. Every Wednesday, 5 to 7 p.m., Kenyon Martin, K-Dot. We're coming live and direct from New Orleans. Yo, the crowd's out here, the people. The they Listen, you, you probably spent a little bit more time down here through the league. Do they ever stop partying? No. Did they come up with an excuse to party like 365 days a year?
2: Because you can walk around with alcohol, man. Like, this, this is, is a nut only, house. This is the only place besides Vegas that you can literally walk around with open container, man.
1: At Yo. least in Vegas, there's a slogan, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I thought I was coming down here to the, like the ease, to the, you know, slow yeah, down in the nah, south.
2: No, nah, this, is, this is the city that, no, nah, they say New York never sleeps. No, nah, this is, they don't sleep here. They really it's don't. Al- it's, al- it's always going, man. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fun town, man. Fun. Um, I've been coming to New Orleans and, like, this area, man, since I was a kid. I'm uh, playing, like, Biddy basketball, Little League basketball. Oh, really? It used to be, like, every other weekend, man. Like, we would get on the road. I'm um, Just come from down from Dallas, playing tournaments in New Orleans, Saladay or Baton Rouge and areas around here, man. Like, it- I've been coming down here for a long time. So you've seen it? Yeah, 15-passenger van-, van load us up. Come down playing the tournament. Yo, you know there were rules when I was coming up. Like you had to be like a certain age. You couldn't be a certain height.
1: Oh, you mean like you mean if you were a certain age, you couldn't be over a certain height Yes. to play in a tournament.
2: To pay with yeah your peers like
1: as if you have control. over Yeah,
2: that. yeah, definitely. So I got to a tournament. They didn't let me play, man. They put me on the table and measured me. How old were you? Twelve.
1: How how tall were you?
2: Like. Five eight or something like that. Five, and they put me on the table and measured me, man. That, that that that's traumatizing. Yeah, because like they used to lower the goals, right? So they had the thing where you can lower the goals. So, oh. so I've been dunking for a long time.
1: Well, how old were you when you first dunked? Like on
2: on that size rim? Like they used to lower the goal. We played on the like, thing was like eight feet or whatever it was. So they lowered the goals. And for you're the, for banging the on people. Oh yeah, that that uh, yeah. That's not you know big, I'm saying. So that then, right. so now when it's time for me to start dunking on the big boy goal, right. when I'm like seventh grade, eighth grade, like. I got this thing down pat. Right. You've been practicing. Oh yeah, I've been practicing for a long time. What, how old were you first dunked? When I first dunked on the like, 10-foot rim, I, I want to say my eighth grade year. One hand or two hand? One hand. One hand, I think it was my, you know, like trying with the volleyball, trying with the right. volleyball, trying with the volleyball, trying with the volleyball. And you get it, so you perfect the volleyball. So I kept doing that volleyball. Right. So now I'm, I'm ready for the basketball now. So
4: That must have been fantastic. Yeah, yeah and
2: then... And the first time you throw it on somebody, man, it changes your life.
1: Oh, yeah, I know what you mean, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember it like it was yesterday, Kmart. I know what you mean.
2: It was first you, you remember you remember first the first time. You remember the first time? Oh, yeah. Do, do I remember
1: the first time I, I banged it on somebody? Yes. Two hands or one hand? Both. Oh, yeah, I, I remember it was like yesterday. Yeah. I caught this kid on a break, little pimple-faced little punk. <laughs> You want to you jump, sucker? That's what I remember. I didn't say it out loud because I was new to it. Yeah. But I remember thinking, like, your little pimple-faced punk. And I caught him with, like, the body. I leaned on him a little bit. And then, like, you know, I came down and I was, like, I was in shock. But then I still poked him in the head. You know how Oakley poked the security guard? Yeah. I caught him with the little poke. You remember, don't you wish that when you were a kid, your first dunk, your second dunk, when you first, like, there there was... um access to cell phones that you had that on video oh yeah
2: definitely yeah or or the access to the vhs to transfer it over to all the modern day or the access to the vhs to transfer it over to all the modern day technology and stuff like that man and yeah that would that would be awesome man to be able to look go back and and look at that kind of footage yeah like when i first started dunking in high school and the things i was doing yeah that That'll be pretty good, man.
1: Who was the first, what was the first time you remember catching somebody in a game like that? Because I know that's a feeling, that's like almost like the first time you have sex, you know, for a basketball player.
2: Like I, um, I dunked on the start. I was a freshman in the starting center on the varsity team. We was practicing like before the season. He was starting center on the varsity team. You know, I was coming in. Um, he had a little, he was decent at the time, but everybody was like, he was a shot blocker. Uh huh. So it was in practice one day and I went up on him and everybody in the gym went crazy. Oh, you got dunked on by a freshman. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's a big deal if you get put in the rim by a freshman. So Did that, yeah, that change things deal. for you? Yeah, and that's just the way you approach it, man. It's just the way I approach basketball after that. Like, like anybody can get it. Anybody. Like, like Adrian Broner, from the can man. Yes. Oh. Anybody can get it.
1: Yo. He
2: Adrian, fought last night. He uh, fought he, last night. He won, from i uh, mistake. I I didn't a, see the fight yet. I will watch it.
1: It was another. It was another. Uh, another unimpressive. Yeah. Fight. The dude was tough. Yeah. But Adrian Broner, you're about billions. I like Adrian Broner. He's so talented. But yo, if you're about billions, you can't be winning fights on split decisions. That's yeah. not about billions. Yeah,
2: not at all. That's yeah,
1: uh, hopefully you'll be about millions in a few years, Adrian yeah, Broner.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. He his talent level is he's a good fighter, but there's some some missing. Uh, like he fought a tough opponent, man. But it's like you can't be out there talking all that jazz, man. And what you gonna do to him and this, that, and the third, man? And keep coming out giving people these mediocre performances.
1: You, you know what I do like about him? He likes to bang. Like as much as a skilled fighter he is, yeah. you can entice him into a fight. Like, I, like from what I saw last night, they they brawled a little bit. Yeah, cause he's not the best defender.
2: Like, like his defense is not that good. No, and he's it's gotten easy worse. Yeah, he's easy to get. He's easy to get hit. Yeah. Like so, therefore he tries so. That's his, like, uh, um, that's his comeback. Yep. For like, you punch me, I punch you.
1: That, and that's that's gonna, that's not a good. Not, comeback. not at all. No, that's
2: not it's a gonna, good mentality. Because yeah, guess what? One of them will catch up with you.
1: Uh, uh, shout yes. out to Chino McDonough. Mm, yeah. Caught him lovely. Had him walking out of the ring, literally crying. I never saw no. anybody walk out of the ring with tears coming out of his face. Put his shades on after the fight. Yeah. But listen, that
2: was impressive. He didn't want nobody to see that face. Yo. They put your shades on when you do your interview. Not because you're trying to be cool. Because
1: you're actually crying.
2: No, you can't see his eyeballs, man. <laughs>
1: like, you couldn't see him. May, may Donna put it on put him. The, hey, man. The boy got bricks in them gloves. This is the two-man weave again. Wednesday, 5 to 7 Eastern, from now until the NBA season is over. We're rocking until the wheels fall off. We're down here in New Orleans. We got special guests coming up, A.C. Green, Langston Galloway, a former Nick. I liked Langston Galloway. Liked his name, liked him, liked him as a Nick, played hard, young player, and Justin Holiday. So we're, what's up, Kenny? Question for you.
2: Give it to me. Um so me and some of my friends were having a debate yesterday. Yeah. It started with me about public restrooms. Yes. And he- <laughs> taking care of your business in public restrooms. Yes. And I was told I wasn't from the neighborhood that I grew up in because I won't use a public bathroom now. You won't? I will not use a public restroom. Yes. If I have to go, yeah, I will go home. Okay. No matter where I am. Okay. It has to be like cold red. Yes. Like real live emergency. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was told I wasn't. You're getting bougie. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's exactly what they called me.
1: Kenyon, I'm bougie, Martin. Kmart. Tough guy, former bad boy of the NBA, got bougie on the folks.
2: So he asked me what changed that I can't use public bathrooms now. What happened? I told him my bank account. Yes.:
1: <laughs> yes. yes, yes. That's fantastic. Like, like we were
2: at like event yesterday, and I like I had to go, like, and I made everybody leave.: Yeah, because I got to go to the room.: So you,
1: for, you don't care where you are, you're like, I need to go back to the telly yes. or your, your yeah, apartment my or,
2: home or wherever it is, man. It was traffic getting back, you know? And it was like I was uncomfortable.
1: And you're in the middle of a like everybody's like we're eating like dinner. We,
2: no, we were playing at the spades tournament. Right. And
1: I want to get to the spades tournament.
2: And we were, we happened in last game. I was sitting at the table. I wasn't comfortable, and I wasn't really into enthused about the game because right. you know, there's nothing like being uncomfortable, man.
1: Now, now let's say let's say now public meaning what? Like, like you're you're in a Starbucks. No, that's not good. No, for that's you. not going
2: okay. Now, me, no, no fast food restaurant, no place that's n- n- never, never. Like okay. it's one of those things.
1: Okay, let, let, let me let me let me tell you something about myself, Kenny. Because we're we're just we're just we're just grooving over here. The two men weave. The inception, two thousand and seventeen. Let me tell you some about myself. Okay, I don't care where I am. I don't care if I'm in a park. Okay, in the streets of New York with my kids. You stay on the swing. I'll be right back. <laughs> when the spirit moves you. Okay, I don't care if I'm in a Starbucks or McDonald's. I don't care if I'm on the 405, Kenyon. Look, <laughs> this is a family-friendly show. The 405 is a freeway, hash, a fee, a 405 is a freeway slash public bathroom, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I don't want to get into details. I don't want to freak you out. Okay? But I see done, things done change with Kenyon Martin. Mr. Mean.
2: Yeah, definitely, man. It's just one of them things, man, where I, I, it's just, we had like a real live debate in the car last night. At five in the morning. Were, were you
1: like, on your own?
2: Yeah, yeah. The people, they didn't understand it. But hey, I was. Hey, I'm with it. Like, I, I'm not just. Hey, I'm not gonna go. Okay. Like, I, like I'm just. Like, people go come in. Oh, All yeah, that was Kmart, in there smelling that way. Like, nah, man. You're not finna have me on social media right now, yeah. man. Like, I wouldn't go before social media.
1: I'm damn sure ain't gonna go now after social media. Kenyon? Especially not in public. That's where I draw the line, my man. Yeah, right. I'm known. My <laughs> reputation, I'm known. The 10 freeway, I could, I could actually make money. There's not a map, like a, an app thing. I could do this in New York City and, and, and in the Hollywood, Santa Monica, Venice area, Culver City. I could tell you where people can go to the bathroom. Like, I should make an app. You need to, you need to go to the bathroom, I'll let you know. Where's the freeway? I'll tell you, yo, let me tell you something. you got to go to the bathroom. I was just doing a job all the way out in Santa Clarita, California, which is like 40 minutes from where I stay in, in, in Los Angeles, California. The, 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 the 170 freeway was, where it was about it, about it. Like, I get my coffee, I pull over. Now, in this day and age, you got to check, you know, the perimeters because the last thing I ever want to happen, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. Look, I'm a nasty MF, Kenya. I'm very, very clean, but, like, I don't care. Like as far as I'm concerned, I'm always hiking. The world <laughs> is my toilet. If I need it to be, this is you two men weave.
2: You're in the bush all with me, right? We didn't know our way around New York all that good, so he dropped me off at the airport. So he going back home. I lived in North Jersey right before the GW Bridge, so we don't know our way around right now. So he he's supposed to take Palisades Parkway to go. Now <laughs> he missed the turn. He got to now he's on the bridge. Oh. And he told him his stomach started acting up. Yep. I've so been he, there. he got to go across. Yep. He gotta, so he don't know anywhere around New York. Right, right. So he told me he was, Eventually he said it was the West Side Highway, which we end up knowing what it is now. The West Side. He was just rolling out. He trying to find out. You're not stopping in New York. No. And using the rest nowhere. No, People it's tough. People are not going to invite you in. No, they don't let you in. So he, he said he, he had to stop. And he went to Riverside Park. Riverside. <laughs> so I asked him, what did you use? To why? He said he used his socks.
1: Listen, and you're laughing at the guy, and I'm like, and I don't bat an eye at the guy. I go, of course you use your socks. <laughs> you're shaming him. You're, uh, uh, I can't say the word. You're, 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 you're poo-poo shaming him. And I'm just like, of course. Why wouldn't you use your socks? <laughs>
2: Man, I came home from the road. He told me this story, boy. I rolled him. That's good. Oh, I rolled him, boy. I uh to this uh, day.
1: Kenyon, Kenyon, Kenyon. <laughs> uh, we, 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 we. I, I suggest we don't ever go for a long drive together, my man. <laughs> I suggest we don't really, because because you know I got the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast.
2: Well, we to get there either extremely fast because of me having to go. Yeah. Or it might take us a while because you have to stop. It, yeah, though. no, but I'm, so I'll, I'll make it, it quick. I got the whole thing down <laughs> to a science. Got, I got it down to a science. Yeah, you,
1: you, we got a dry okay, Go, we got where are you going? We're gonna, we're gonna. Is that why you were late yesterday?
2: Uh, actually, nah, that, that 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 wasn't the reason. Because like, yo, I would tell you if it was that. That this wasn't the reason. This is a beautiful
1: reason. bathroom yeah, here. That, I tested it, it out. Yeah,
2: yo, know, a friend of mine did as well in here as well. A Jesus. friend of mine destroyed this bathroom oh, in here recently.
1: Was it one of the guys from the Shadow Group?
2: Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, you're not, not gonna name it's names. My, it's, not, it's my guy though. You know what I'm saying? It's my guy. Like, I was offended. It wasn't mine, and I was offended. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I felt like I, I brought him around the situation. And it was like he stole from somebody. Right. Like, I brought him over your house, and he put something in his pocket. Right. You're embarrassed. Like I for was him. embarrassed for right. him. You know what I'm saying? Like it was one of those. I was hey, but he's my guy though. He's my guy. I get you. I, I love you dearly. But, I, I uh, hear you. It wouldn't have been Kenyon.
1: I got you. Definitely that. It could have been me. Hey. Listen, this is a two-man weave. <laughs> NBA on TuneIn Live. We're doing it all. Yo, the NBA on TuneIn is going down 2017. The mid-season roundtable. Again, Mike Yam, Antoine Walker, Will Perdue, Rex Chapman. We are live in New Orleans. We're coming up with A.C. Green. Justin Holloway, Langston, Langston Galloway, a lot of ways, a lot of days, A.C. Green. Remember when A.C. Green, who, didn't somebody knock his teeth out in it? Was it J.R., J, uh, A.C. J. Green? J.R. Ryder. Was it J.R., J. R. Uh, no, J.R., J, J. Um, who was the guy that knocked out?
2: Was it J.R. Smith or J.R. Ryder? No, not
1: Smith. It was, just oh, God, let skip it. We'll ask A.C. Yes. Green about it. But he just picked him <coughs> up and, like, kept playing like it was nothing.
2: I think it was J.R. Ryder.
1: Was it J.R. Ryder? I think
2: J.R. Ryder punched A.C. Green in his mouth, man, and knocked his tooth out, man, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Uh, shout out to J.R. Ryder, East Bay Funk. Um, I was hanging with J.R. Ryder when I was in Minnesota shooting a movie called Beautiful Girls. Um, I could look up the year. We were in the club until it was 3.30 in the morning. Uh, the next day, J.R. Reed. Reed. Yes. J.R. Reed. Yes, 19, Inadvertently. Yes, yes. J.R. Reed was I didn't like that. I was like, yeah, he I think he did that on purpose actually. Uh, but I was in Minnesota once with G Moody, Last Name Rhymes with Duty, the co-host, 2015-2016 podcast co-host of the year, um, with J.R. Ryder, when he was with the Timberwolves. Uh, it was his birthday. We were at um, Moody, what was the name of that club? Glam Slam, Glam Slam Princess Club, Glam Slam. Uh, this was a youthful time in my life. Minnesota shout out to Minnesota uh, Shout out to the girl Amy in Minnesota who uh, had intimacies with both Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan What's up shout out to her I hope she's doing good <laughs> I hope she's doing well Yeah very nice girl um, But JR, JR I left him at the club at 3.30 in the morning The next day he had a 12.30 tip off He dropped I think 43 the next day like it was nothing Hey,
2: Some guys don't need rest
1: Yeah I do Some guys can do it Let me ask you a question I don't want any details. Yeah. What kind of parties did you go to last night? You said Spades. Yeah, was, I've heard yeah. mixed things about Kenyon Martin Spades. I've, you say you're fantastic. Yeah. The word on the street is that you you, you might not be as good as as you want to be.
2: I think I'm pretty good, man. My partner, Um. so there's a story about my Spades game last night. Um, so there's a gentleman's cabaret out here called Spades yes. that I attended a few days ago. Yes. And so I told my partner to come meet me. At the spades tournament, okay, um, she took it as that I was going back to Spades Gentlemen's Club. Got at you a, at eleven o'clock. Got you really early. Got you. So she was on her way there. So I had to pick up a, a stranger to play spades with yesterday, and we lost the first game.
1: And who? What was the spades tournament? Was this the D
2: Wave? Yeah, the D Wave spades. And him and uh, him and Gabrielle put um, a little charity game together, spades or whatnot. You
1: got so. knocked out of the first round.
2: Actually, no. We um, if you just go to the losers bracket if you lose, and then we won our second game. So so you can keep playing if you win the second game. So, you know, we won the second game. We lost the third game. Um, we played against a guy that really didn't listen. The third game we played, the guy said he had no books, right? Okay. His partner. So you have to go bored, You have to go it, no matter what it is. So he said he has none. So we figured all right, his partner got to carry him, so we go nine. Right. Right. She threw out an ace. My partner threw out an ace. He cut the first ace. He said he had none. So we like, oh, we're done. And we lost.
1: Opinion, listen, <laughs> ah, this is what I'm saying. You're saying you're great, but then we lost this pretty, game. We lost. pretty good, man. Let's I, I'm just saying, who won that tournament? Did you stick around to see the winner? I had to go
2: to the bathroom.
1: Ah, this is the two-man weave. This is NBA on TuneIn. We're coming right back with A.C. Green. After that, Langston Galloway, Justin Holloway, Holliday, excuse me. My name is Michael Rapport. I'm in here with K.Mart. A.K.A. Mr. Bougie. We'll be right back from New Orleans. Two-man weave right here on NBA
0: on TuneIn. Two-man weave will be right back. Live from All-Star Week in New Orleans. It's the NBA on TuneIn. Your home for the NBA Finals. <clears throat> My name is Michael Rappaport. This is the two-man weave.
1: Kenyon Martin. Again, we're doing it. All NBA season. NBA on TuneIn. I really feel like, I mean, you're a competitive dude. Mm. I'm taking this as a competition. There's so many great basketball analysts, mm. so many great basketball voices uh, talk. But I want to establish that the two-man weave with Kenyon Martin and Michael Rapport is coming every Wednesday, 5 to 7. Official. We're trying, like, I'm trying to bang it on your head. Every time. Theoretically.
2: Every time out.
1: In a radio show. You no, know I'm talking about? Every time out, brother. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. NBA on TuneIn Live, the midseason roundtable, previewing the second half of the NBA with Mike Yam. Talk about Duncan. That's a good, yo, if Mike, can Mike Yam, damn it? I doubt it. Doesn't sound like it because I never <laughs> well, heard, I don't, know, I don't know his pedigree.
2: But but, but That's a good name, name Mike
1: Yam. Definitely. Dude. I might change my name to Mike Yam.
2: <laughs>
1: Antoine Walker, Will Perdue, and Rex Chapman. And we are in here with a gentleman who, if you haven't seen him, on YouTube, his Instagram. He goes by the name of The Real Frequent Flyer. How do I say your last name? Uh, Dupuis. Du- Dupree or Dup. Dupuis. Where's the R? I don't see no R it, here, man. There's no R. But Dupuis. you're French? Yes, I am. Guy Dupre, The Real Frequent Flyer. At The Real Frequent Flyer. If you want to see something sort of breathtaking, if you want to see something magical, Definitely. Ringling Brothers and Barley Circus is finally shut down. Check out The Real Frequent Flyer. It's in English. We're in here with Guy Dupree. Essentially, you're a professional dunker. Yes. Okay, Guy. What did you think of the dunk contest last night? What were the good, the bad? And if if, if if I had to say right now, gun to your head, Guy, would you have been able to win that dunk contest based on everything you saw last night?
5: Um, I think it was uh, was a little boring. Yes. Right of the that was. I think it was uh, was a little boring. Yes. Right of the height, that was. You know, everybody was behind the, the dunk contest this year, and then um, it wasn't up to that.
1: Yeah, I agree. What are you doing
5: down here in New Orleans? Um, I'm just enjoying my time. I held the All-Star again, doing a bunch of appearances.
1: Yes. Have you have you been have you been like uh, showing up places and banging it, dunking it?
5: Nah, not this weekend.
1: But essentially, you're a professional dunker. Like that. That's what you, so you. You'll show up like at these dunk contests. The Sprite dunk this. The Sprite dunk that. Yeah. How tall are you? Six three. Six three? I'm six three. When was the first time you dunked?
5: I was eleven.
1: Eleven years old? Five eleven. Well you were five wait, time out, time out, time out, time out. Were you yes. eleven or five eleven?
5: I was five, 11, 11 years old.
1: Five eleven okay, so when you were eleven and five, so you, you maybe uh, you, you were really tall, really young. Yes. You were eleven years old and you dunked the ball? Yeah. And this is in France.
2: Yes, it was in Paris. Yeah, that's bounce.
1: That's ridiculous. That's bounce. Now, I bounce. didn't start banging it on 16, 17 myself. <laughs> Guy. Yo, so the
2: first time I saw him, um, we were in Taipei. Um, we were in Taiwan doing this little um, basketball game. Um, they um, flew us over. Uh, he was part of it. Um, so we warming up and stuff, and we fresh off, fresh on the court. His first, His first layup, like warming up. He going and take between his legs. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold on, what just happened? <laughs> you so noticed him, it. Yeah, right right away, man. I was like, oh, my God. So during the game, I'm like, yo, get him the ball. <laughs> like, get him the ball. And he went off? Oh, man, listen, man. And he's not just, listen, most guys that can jump that way right. can't play. Right. He can actually play the game. Right. Like, he can shoot, right. handle it, like get his own shot and stuff. So that's that's what impress me not just the dunking like he can actually play too
1: guy who's your favorite dunker like if you had to say your all-time favorite dunker don't vince. pick yourself vince carter vince yeah. what was it about vince can, can you do all his dunks oh yeah for sure and 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 like what like the obviously the thing that vince did that 360 what was it like a reverse 360
5: reverse 360 windmill spinning the opposite way that's very uncomfortable to be able to spin that way
1: now have you been able to do variations on that oh yeah between the legs behind the back reverse yes what is the hardest dunk that you that like what is your sort of for you personally your most complicated dunk prop free i'm so sick of the cars i'm sick of the drones the dj booths snuffleupagus i don't want to see snuffleupagus at a dunk contest again i don't want to see the phoenix gorilla I'll knock that gorilla out if I see him in L.A. next year. I see that gorilla, Kenya. Go put him out. I'm going to just, I'm going to cold cock him. <laughs> and then I'm going to take his gorilla mask off. I'm going to put it on myself.
2: Remember Celtic pride when they kidnapped Damon Wayne? You going to kidnap the gorilla?
6: Yeah,
1: I'm going to kidnap the gorilla. <laughs> I'm going to take the, I'm the real gorilla.
2: Yeah.
1: So, so what is your, what is your most complicated dunk propolis?
6: Um,
5: I will say jumping, throwing it behind my back and then catching it with a left hand. And dunking the ball.
1: Jumping straight. Yeah. What is so, but, is, it, is the throw, catch the hardest part?
5: But the thing is, like, you have to throw the ball and you can't really see it to catch it with your left to dunk it. Right. It's like throwing a self hoop when you're in air.
1: Do you, when you have this ability and you, you have these videotapes, I mean, they're so impressive, and, and, and do you dream in dunks? Like, do you ever have dunk dreams? like, literally, like, sleeping, like, you, you had dreams of dunking? Like, do you have dreams, like, where you're, like... Wake
2: up, like, oh, that was nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, because, like, I mean, for a moment, you're actually flying.
6: It happens. A, like, yeah, I, I think, like,
5: I
2: get a lot of ideas. Uh, uh,
1: not, not the sidetrack guy, but I have dreams of uh, stealing a motorcycle. Listen, <laughs> this is a two-man We What were you going to say, Kenny? Yo, I'm sorry.
2: Oh, So you asked him about the hardest dunk that you think he did. He showed me something, a, a, a video of him, like, this is the single hardest thing I've ever seen somebody do. He hop, hop on one foot. Listen, hop, hop. Never His other foot never touches the ground. Oh! And he throw, puts the ball under his leg and dunks. Hop, right? hop, under the leg, dunk. So it's not even like running? No, he's hopping one foot. It's the most impressive thing I've ever seen a basketball player do, man.
1: Can you show me a videotape and I don't know why you're doing this. You're a young guy. How old are you, Guy Dupree? Um, I'm 30. You're 30. Okay. You look like you're 17, 18. It's good. It's fantastic. That worked out for you. Good jeans. Good jeans. But you you do this stuff where you're dunking in socks. Yeah. Well, for what? <laughs> for what? You I mean, listen. I I don't want to sound like uh, the Jewish uh, grandfather you, you may or may not have ever had, but for what? What are you do, dump, Jumping around in socks for? And you could tear an ACL, a hip, hip replacement possibly. I mean, anything could happen in socks. Well, it didn't happen. It didn't happen, but I'm just looking out for your health. You're right. You know what I mean? That's
2: pretty hard, too, man, to do it in socks. It like, that's, like, a lot of guys can't do dunking shoes and consistently. And They're right. missing dunks in, in dunk contests when it counts, and he's dunking in socks.
1: Yo, if you've never seen Guy Dupree, a.k.a. the real frequent flyer, check him out on Instagram. The Real Frequent Flyer. Thanks for joining us.
5: Thank you. Guys Have a good time down here in brother. New Orleans. Thank you very much. I will.
1: We're coming up with AC Green. He's got so many rings and things. NBA champion. Played with the Showtime Lakers. One of the only dudes to play with Pat Riley and the Phil Jackson Lakers. Played with Barkley. Kevin Johnson. Played with probably 45 to 42 percent of the top 50 players of all time, missed only three games in like 26 years of playing in the NBA. Mister AC Green, coming on the set right now. How you feeling, AC? I'm gonna let you get mic'd up. Wonderful.
6: All, all good. All good in the house.
1: All right. It's Michael Rapport. We got a
2: legend in the house, man. We got
1: a legend hey, in the house.
2: Man, played the Showtime Lakers, man. Hey.
1: AC hey, Green.
2: First running team, man. They used to put that thing, hey, get it out and go. Fun, make it happen. Fun basketball. Definitely, man. Fun yeah. and defending as well. Not just playing one way. That's good basketball, man. I appreciate
1: it. How you feeling, AC? I'm good. I'm good, Mike. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. If you don't know who AC Green is, uh, I want to get a lot of listeners, but you should probably turn off the show. This is an actual legend. Came up in the 1985 draft, the same draft, Patrick Ewing, Xavier McDaniel, Chris Mullin. A gentleman named Charles Oakley, who's been uh, discussed a lot lately. Carmelo, Detlef, Shrimp, NBA All Star, 1983, time NBA champ with the Showtime Lakers, 88, 87, 2000. All right, AC, I don't even know where to start with you. We only have you here for a little bit of time. What was it like playing in the old Boston Garden? How intense were those games with the Showtime Lakers?
6: No, I mean, it it was pretty much what anyone can imagine because Boston was so good, you know, when you're playing a competitor, you know, you got to bring your game, you got to, you can't bring your B game, it's always the A game, and then you had, the crowd was an element, you know, the Boston fans were legit, you know, they, they were 100% behind their team, so they came with everything they had, Uh, and it was always fun going to Boston because it was a real uh, disdain, dislike for the Lakers, you know, and they always wanted to make sure they established the fact that they are the best and dominant team in really city in their own in their own mind, uh, and so it's really really cool. And the and the floor and the garden itself was you know, you know it was history. You go in and it's all the banners. It's like those college teams that walk into you know Polly Pavilion and you look up and you see the banners. Uh, it, it was you know, overwhelming from you know when you first walk in there because you're like, dang. And uh, it, it took some time to, like, get it right and get it, you know, hey, you you got to go. And you, once again, you got to step up and be ready to play.
1: Most so, volatile court yeah. to play in most volatile arena? The, Philly, those guys, they're serious out there, too. Where would you say is the most volatile in, in, in those days?
6: Well, it, it was definitely on the East Coast. And, the, yeah, I'll give Boston definitely some love on that area. Uh, Philly, for give sure. Give them some love on their hate. You know, um, Detroit. What you about know, the guy in
2: Washington that used to show up at the games? and um, He was a lawyer, I think, and he used to come down and help a lot of guys. And <laughs> You're not kidding, man. Uh,
6: Robert Vicker, man, yeah. he, he oh, was all oh, yeah.
2: trust, so, trust. So I heard stories. Um, Byron told me some stories. Um, Byron Scott told me a story, I guess, um, when James got in trouble. yeah, What not. Yep. You guys thought he wasn't going to show up at the game, and he showed up late. He comes stumping down the steps like, I'm um, here, James. <laughs> Yo, so what do you um, – the competitive advantages that, like, um, teams used to try to um, put you guys through, like going to Boston, having it extremely hot in the locker rooms or in the arena. Like, what you think about – like, how was that?
1: Was that
6: real? Were they really doing those little tricks? No, no, that, that's 100%. That's that's 100 right there. They were definitely uh, – being the, the Boston Celtics, it was any leverage, any edge you can create and you can get, it was, you know, it was real. So, yeah, hot water didn't work, uh, uh, you know, I remember the first time stretching on the parquet floor, me, uh, we're, during our shoot around the day of the game. And I, I just do one of those leg overs where you just all of a sudden you lean over and you just get in that little stretch with, you know, your right leg going over. And next thing you know, I'm like on top of a screw that, mm. that's coming out the floor. And I'm and I like, because something obviously poked me. And I'm like, what is that? And it literally was a screw on the parquet floor. And I'm yeah. like, man. And so I told the guys. And they're like, oh, man, they got everything. And trust me, this is like. <laughs> They so said, you won't believe what's going to happen. Fire alarm goes off. Pretty much every other time we went into Boston, we always stay at the same hotel, and the fire alarm will go off. It never is going to go off at what, 8 o'clock in the morning, You know, noon, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. No, it's always like midnight at the earliest to 4 o'clock in the morning. Which so it was the same happened.
2: guy that pulled a fire alarm during the Super Bowl this same year.
6: Same guy. He's, He's, still from, at Boston. Yeah. The He's from, from Boston. He's from Boston. Yeah, from Boston, exactly. And I wouldn't, believe, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a Brady's jersey to also.
1: The fire alarm bandit. It's the two-man weave here. We're here with A.C. Green, one of the most positive, uh, uh, iconic players to ever play the game. Uh, A.C., let me ask you a question. You played with Pat Riley and Phil Jackson. I know it's, you can't, it, 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 it's hard to articulate in, in this short form. What was the difference in styles with Phil and Pat Riley, you know, as far as them being a coach, being a leader? What would you say how it would differentiate between those two guys? Well,
6: you had a chance to play with what we call Baby Rouse, of course, Byron. Mm-hmm, okay, yeah, Byron we're, gonna
1: get, we're
2: definitely going to get to that. Right.
6: To this, <laughs> okay. We're going to have this discussion. <laughs> All right. So I'll set it up yes. by saying <laughs> that, you know, you know no, Phil, well, let's start with Gr- Coach Riley is the more intense person. Right. Uh, okay. Just, I mean, the kind of guy that if he needed us to be ready for that particular game, he, he himself is going to come into the locker room full of sweat. Okay, and he's going to communicate his message like it is the last two minutes in the game, and it's a fiery speech that he's just drilling home the, the key points. And so he his his tenacity was one that it just constantly protruded just throughout the locker room, and and even in the timeouts, it was always just like that. That mm. was just him. Coach Phil Jackson, on the other hand, in that same scenario. It's just a more of a calmer approach. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, guys, we got to get, hey, we got to close, you know, close the middle. We got to make sure they shoot over the top. And when they, you know, contest the shots, Coach Riley, close the dog on middle. Make sure you put your hand in their face. If you got a foul, foul them foul. You know, it was just one of those kind of things. And so, you're like, you just learn and adapt it to the personalities. But it was all just a setup because I want to hear Kenyon, yeah. talking about so, talk about my teammate. Yeah, no, B. Scott, <laughs> listen, B. Scott
2: is definitely from Pat Riley's um, school of training, right? So, Pat started this thing called Easy Run. <clears throat> Listen, man.
1: Riley started this.
2: Pat Riley started Easy Run. Which is? I don't know if he got it from somebody, but it is the single hardest thing that I've done since I've been in the NBA.
1: What, what is it?
2: It's a, it's a run. It's not easy. They put a time <laughs> on the clock. Just say they put twenty five minutes, 20 minutes on the clock. Jesus. Right? And you line up free throw line extended. You got two lines. You line up free throw line extended. And... They say go. And you run. You put your hands up. Right? You got to run with your hands up. When you get to the other baseline, you do defensive slides. You get to the, ba- on the corner of the baseline. You back paddle, Get to the other end. Slide. Hands up. Run. Slide. Backwards. Run. Slide. 20 minutes. 20 minutes straight. Yeah. Could you go outside and run backwards <laughs> for 10 minutes? I
1: wait you minute, 10 seconds. Listen, I'm not going to have a problem no, no, no. with what you're talking about.
2: Your calves are going to burn so bad listen man i was a rookie i'm coming off of tearing my ligaments and my ankle breaking my leg in college my senior year and this is the first thing that i have to do in training camp
1: that's how he sets it off listen man unreal is it, is that, no. is that ver- verify this AC Green? Oh
6: no, it, it started with Rouse, hundred percent.
1: Where did he get this cockamamie idea from? It's cockamamie idea.
6: No. Well, we can talk about it now, <laughs> but we weren't gonna dare ask him that, <laughs> you know. Deep. By no means, because it it, and it came at the end of practice. You know? Right. Oh, so yeah. that's
2: what B. Scott flipped it. Yeah. See, B. Scott, yeah. that's the first thing we did. See, like, you know
6: that's torture.
2: That is that. <laughs> like, is, yeah. It's unreal, man. Like it. So, so the next year, you know me, I'm a thinker. I'm cerebral. I, listen. <laughs> so the next year, I'm like, I got something for you. So I would run forward, but when it's time to backpedal, I would slide my feet. I'm sliding right. them backwards, so I ain't got to run on my toes backwards. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm preserving, I'm, I'm saving my calves. Right. You know what I'm saying, so I'm sliding them. I'm like, all right, we gonna listen. I'm gonna figure this out. Look, hey, not again. Not again. Because it man. killed your cat. Yeah, man. Like that was bad. So you know, you, you, it you, was
1: bad. There, man. there's, there's images in your head of you, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, and the whole crew doing this. Captain, the big cap.
6: Everybody. No, no one's Nobody, out. Nobody's. Exact. No, no one's out uh, at all. Now, Phil Jackson. Yes. On the other hand, in our training camp. Yes. We wouldn't have two-a-days. you went to Hawaii. And we would go. Yes, okay. we would. Now, Co- Coach Riley loved Hawaii, so I would give him credit. He yes. and Dr. Bus still yes. uh, uh, would hit Hawaii. Yes. But Phil Jackson would love doing just a basic one, uh, a 90-minute practice session, mm-hmm. okay? And it's putting plays in, you know, putting 5-on-0s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I go from what you just described yeah. to a Phil Jackson Laker Training camp, one practice, ninety minutes as opposed to three hours, and I'm and I I walk out of practice and I'm looking like, you know, is someone gonna grab me and buy the collar and just like pull me back in and say, no, it's not over yet, because I'm like, is is that it? Are we really done? It's a joke. Oh gosh, it was not
2: only one practice for three hours, (laughs) (laughs) right? Two days, man. Each practice three hours. Like these kids these days. Listen, man, they on time restraints. Listen, they sitting out of games. Listen, <laughs> like, they start, like, the stuff that ACM had to go through, man, when they was, like, in their prime and coming up, like, the, the stuff that they were doing, man, like, the travel and the 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 training, like, everything, man. Like, it was rough right. on those guys, man. And they the ones, like, in my opinion, they deserve to be getting paid all the money because they had the, the, the hardest, man. Right. Like, they stay in the city. They play stay in the city. And they gotta get up and catch the first flight out, man, the next morning. Like a regular flight. Like a regular flight, man. There's only limited first class seats. So just say AC's hey, a rookie, right? He gotta sit in the back with the common folks. He's you know I'm saying he's he, all right. Like we can't sit in the back of the plane, Right, but, right. But veterans get first choice. Like wow. they like training stuff, like they didn't have um all the equipment and all the stuff that we have now in order for recovery and right. all that. Man, they used to go literally put ice in a trash can and for recovery, man, like this is the stuff that they were going through. Like, and for people not to pay the homage and respect and respect the stuff that they had to get through to get to this point, and now guys want to sit out of games. Mm. And, uh, man, it, it's asinine, man. AC Green played in
1: 1,278 games out of 1,281 games. You missed three games in your career? 99.8%. Jesus Christ. AC, now, now, a lot of that is God bless luck because there's no serious injuries. When did you become aware... That this was something that was like, when did you become aware that like Yo, I didn't miss a game? Was it something you 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 took pride in? Was it something you just it just sort of happened and then it became sort of part of your allure and part of you know what you did? Like when that became a thing. And the second part is, what do you think about guys? Like, look, I'm going to leave LeBron out of it. He's got tread on the tires. But what do you think about guys sitting out games? You know, three weeks into the season, injury free. So it's a two part question.
6: Well, for, first of all, I think. Uh I was raised, you know, by two southern parents, you know, Oklahoma and Texas, okay? And so you can imagine down south, you know, you, you, know, you, you know what work is and hard work is. And so that's pretty much what, where it came from, the culture of going to work. I saw my parents get up, go to work. I'm coming home from school. One's going in the house, one comes out the house, and they're tag teaming and, and providing for me and my three brothers and sisters, and so I saw the pattern of going to work and, and define a definition of hard work. Mm. And so when I inside of me, so when I went on, it was, you know, like you said, blessed to really to go to the league. Um, if I could breathe, I could play. Right. It, it was just as simple as that. Right. You know, you just went on and did work. And uh, some days you played well, some days you didn't. But the attitude on you going and, and, ready, and showing up to work, that's what you did. And so to your second point, it's, it's very simple. Um, you know, I, I get it today but I don't understand it, okay, because obviously, you know, but we know there's elements. Yeah. We know people get hurt, but, you know, put it into perspective, like you said, you just coming into the first month of the season and you getting a rest day. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I just I, I'm going to let Kenyon answer that no,
2: one because so, I'm going to
6: stop there. <laughs> no, like, I got a problem with it
2: all, man. Let me tell you, so, so they got this new thing. Or, or it started when I was in New York when I was playing for the Knicks that they they put this vest on you and there's a chip that they put in this mm-hmm. computer and all this, so they try to monitor your workload, uh. right? And they put in a chip and they, if you working out or whatever, they like they hold guys out of practice the next day because your workload is over 1,000. Right. right. But for me, if I'm in shape, right, right. and if I'm in basketball shape and the mm. shape that I know I'm in to go out and play basketball, that chip can't tell you how hard I'm working. Because mm. you know basketball is easy for me. Because mm-hmm. I think the game first and foremost. I'll put myself in position in situations to where – it's smarter, not harder. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you can't tell me that my workload is not the same as the next guy. You know? So they babying him in that like in this aspect. So guys will practice one day and you come in next day and he in there, like, <laughs> we getting ready and he ain't getting taped. I'm like, what like what's going Oh yeah, his workload was over a thousand. And <laughs> right. like that's wow. Like right like it's right. like how like really man? Like who are you to say that I'm not working hard? Right, like I right. dare you. So therefore, there was this thing like, can you can you please put the chip on? <laughs> no, I'm not putting the chip on.
1: AC Green, I got to let you go. I just want to tell you, I, I I really respect and appreciate all that you did in the league, all that you do with the AC Green Youth Foundation. You've been a great moral role model when you played, continuing to be a part of the NBA. I want to say with all due respect, one of the illest Jerry curls. To ever walk the earth, first couple of years in the league, it was astounding. Um, Thank you for joining us on the two-man weave. Um, Yes, sir. Pleasure to see you again. I've seen you throughout the years. You look fantastic. Thank you. And continue doing your thing and continue to do it in a positive way because I know that's what you're all about. It's a two-man weave. A.C. Green joining us. Kenyon Martin. My name is Michael Rapport. We'll be right back on NBA on TuneIn.
0: You're listening to the NBA on TuneIn, your home for the NBA Finals. It's Two Man Weave, live from All Star Weekend in New Orleans. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. All
1: right. When the gentleman says get your popcorn ready, he's not just saying that as like, oh, get your popcorn ready. He actually means get your popcorn ready. This is the Two Man Weave. Kenyon Martin, myself, Michael Rappaport, we're doing it from now until the end of the NBA season. Every Wednesday, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, K- 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, Kmart, Michael Rapport. there's going to be special guests, the special guests might bring, might bring special guests, it's on and on to the break of dawn, two-man eve, confrontational two, Kenyon, tonight there's going to be an actual all-star game. Definitely. Now, the, 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 another one of the storylines, probably the only storyline, mm-hmm. the soap opera that is Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook. I like Russell Westbrook. I like the fact that he is just like he's drawn a line, yeah. uh, keeping it competitive. Uh, what do you expect from these games? When, when, when you play an all-star game, how serious is the basketball, and how much of a break is this actual weekend?
2: For some guys, it's not a break at all. Like, for some guys who, you say, if they're um, first, first time, first couple times playing an All-Star game, um, there are a lot of obligations that you have to um, fulfill. Um, appearances, um, in stores, like, all kind of things. Um, Swag, you get free stuff? Yeah, definitely. I got so much free stuff while I was here, and I'm not even playing right now. Right. I appreciate them. Um, I mean yeah man just just uh, some guys like um like Mello got voted in um um uh, he was a replacement. Uh he was on his way to vacation. Right. So that's last minute so he, he I'm pretty sure like his workload wasn't the um the same issue as it, it uh, has been in um, years past. He needed a break. Yeah, definitely all things that's going on with him, himself and the team and things like that, but
1: Shout out, out to a, Carmelo and his he's beautiful wife.
2: He, my guy, um that's my youngin'. That's your youngin'? That's my youngin', man. Break
1: it down. You played with him in Denver?
2: Yeah, I, I came, um, Mello was 19 when I got to Denver, man. Wow. He was 19. Um, so throughout the years, I always called him youngin', youngin', youngin'. He told me one day, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be 30 years old, you're still going to be calling me youngin'. Yeah, because you're you going to always be my youngin'. That's right. You know what I'm saying? But no, yeah, there's a lot of things, man, going on during All-Star Weekend that guys um, have to do. But some guys find the time to sprinkle a little fun and and relaxation. Right. Um, but yeah, 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 there's nothing like going on vacation, doing an All-Star break, things like that. But you still have to do work, still right. have to do some conditioning and lifting and things like you that. You mean over you the weekend? Yeah, definitely, man. you, you can take—you don't have to do any major, major basketball stuff, but you need to do some kind of conditioning
1: just to keep everything. Yeah, moving.
2: well, just get in the pool, swimming laps, um, right. get on the elliptical, non-weight-bearing stuff. You know, right. to preserve your legs and things like that. So yeah, but guys, um, you still have to do some. But but some um, some guys don't do anything. Right. So some guys that um, they really, really take this as a break.
1: What do you think of this uh, Kevin Durant? I mean, it, it, to me, it's like you know. Listen, I, 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 we, we everybody knows the story—the yeah. way Durant left, you know, Russell Westbrook, the cupcakes, OKC. Okay, you, you know, the fans out there—you, you could bark, you could complain, you could do cupcakes and this, that, and the other thing. At the end of the day, it's getting whack if you don't if you don't beat Golden State. What do you expect from uh, this game tonight? Is it going to be fun in games, or is it going to be fun in games for everybody but Russell Westbrook?
2: It's going to be fun in games, man. I think he he's taking a route to where he's not going to let it affect him um, on the court and, and during his time out, outside of basketball while he's here. Um, I love the way he's handling it. it, it it's hilarious. You asked him a question yesterday and he referred, and then he went back to Fashion Week. Oh, right. listen, hey, I love it, man. Like, I really do. Like, it. it's... Uh, like you're killing them with sarcasm, right? You know they are gonna keep at it, keep asking, keep asking, keep asking, keep asking the same questions in different different ways and things like that. So, but y'all yeah, hope they'll. I hope. They will, I, I hope um, who's coaching the West again? Um,
3: Kerr, Steve Kerr, Kerr
2: right? So um, I hope he doesn't do something like have all four of the Warriors and Russ on the court. But like that's <laughs> like that. I, I, like that, that 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 that's not like. It wouldn't be cool for us.
1: What about Russ, KD, and Harden?
2: Like, that would be cool because they played together. But, but that, I don't that's think Russ. Yeah.
1: That's The fans want yeah, that.
2: Yeah, but I saw somebody saying, um, you know how you fix this problem? What? The, the lockers in the locker room. You put James Harden between Russ and KD. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and see how that goes and make James play mediator.
1: <laughs> Let him talk it through. That was, that, you're talking about a big three.
2: Yo, yo, so I had to go, like, KD will say something to James James has said to Russ. Russ has said. Something.
1: Like they're playing telephone. <laughs> yeah. This is the two-man weave. It is now oh, man. the three-man weave, being joined here by Langston Galloway. How are you, my man? Mike, how you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Thanks, sir. Former New York Nick. Yep. Born and raised in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, homegrown kid Make, makes good. Yeah. Now playing with the Pelicans. Pelicans play in a place called Smoothie King Arena. Yep. <laughs> you went from the Mecca to Smoothie King Arena. I don't want to put you on the spot. That's your home, the home court. Yeah. I just want to tell you, Langston, you look fantastic. You look like you're 18. How old are you?
4: 25.
1: 25.
4: Yep.
1: All right. Are you enjoying this week? This must be special for you. Yeah. You're in the NBA. You're, you're, you're down here with the Pelicans. You're from the area. Yeah. What, what does this mean to be down here and, and, and be a part of this uh, All-Star Weekend and be from here? That's got to be special.
4: No, it means a lot. It means a lot just being down here. I mean, uh, enjoying myself with my friends and family. And then just being able to go around the city and people recognize you. It's like, hey, they know who I am. And uh, and it's great. I mean, definitely, like you said, being a hometown kid. I mean, this, this, is, this is a dream come true to have you, the, the All-Star Game in your hometown and, and just being able to enjoy yourself.
1: You were with the Knicks been in the news a lot yeah it's in the back uh, back mirror you signed a, a two-year multi-million dollar deal before we get to that you got 20 bucks at of the i'm banged up i'm <laughs> on my way to the end. You, you just signed a deal i'm happy for you i'm saying i'm good for the 20 bucks yeah okay i know you got it i'm happy for you you played so hard in the garden you you're you're you were you were a, a very very beloved nick because of the effort that you could see uh, uh that you were giving yeah um, what is your fondest memory about playing in Madison Square Garden?
4: I, I think just the fans. I mean, I know Ken, can speak on it, too. The fans, I mean, it's, it's, it's no place like it. And, uh, I mean, hey, you're playing in the world's famous arena. Right. And, and uh, I mean, hey, to have that as your home gym, you come out there every night and the fans going crazy, hey, you really enjoy that. You really enjoy that.
2: So what would you say was your, your defining moment where you realized, like, I'm in the league?
4: I think uh, it was crazy. It was like the second game I played with the Knicks, and uh, I had a tip slam uh, against Houston, yeah. and uh, and I was like, man, this this is big. Like I was, I was actually on a ten day at yeah. the time, and I'm okay. like, man, all right, all right. I, I think I might be at the last right here. Just keep praying hard, and I think everything will work itself out. That's
1: well, what what is it like for a young guy being on a ten day? Because yeah. it, that's, like, that's like ride or die for real. Right. That's like, this is like they're really examining you. What, what is it like, you know, joining a team like the Knicks on a 10-day contract? What is the realities of that?
4: Uh, it, it was tough because, uh, I mean, you don't want to look too far in the future because, you know, I mean, like you said, you only have those 10 days to, to impress a whole bunch of scouts and, and, and definitely the, the GMs of the Knicks. And, uh, uh, and then, I mean, hey, my teammates. I had a couple guys that just continued to stay in my ear like, hey, look, just take a day at a time and uh, just keep putting your work in and everything gonna t- and take off.
2: Yeah, my thing with it is, um, just looking back at it, like guys who uh, I've seen come in on ten days and things like that. I, uh, so sometimes you don't get the opportunity, right? You know, sometimes you come in, they just bringing you in to fill a spot, right? You know, they right. need a um, they need a roster spot, things like that. You don't get the opportunity, yeah. um, but if you do get the opportunity, you don't have anything to lose, nope. right? You Don't have anything to lose. It's basketball, right? Yep. Go out and do what got you to that point, right? And that's what he did, right? You know what I'm he went out there. He was himself. He didn't try to recreate the wheel. Right. Went out there and did the things that he do well. Right. And he's here now. You know, that's a testament to hard work, guidance, people in this corner, friends, family, encouraging him, not letting him get down and things like that. And and it works out for him. You know I'm saying it's unfortunate that you have to start out 10 days, but you can get past that if you stay humble, man, and work and, yeah. Young man is here now, man. Yeah, that's, it, a, that's a great testament. Man.
1: It, it's fantastic because, because yeah. you know, like the Knicks have been through so many ups and downs, and yeah. and, and like I said, I yeah. was at the Garden watching you play.
2: So that's just a talent gap that Phil Jackson, right? Young guy still up and coming in his league, can still make a name for himself. Why isn't he still a Nick? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, like, things, like, know what I'm saying, like, just think about, oh, I'm being blatant on Like, that's, that, that's what it is. Right. Like, Phil Jackson is put in a position to evaluate talent. Right. And to put the best team possible on the floor product for the fans. Right. Right? In order to go out and try to have a chance to compete for a championship. Right. And he's not doing that. Right. You know, he bring guys in, guys that can actually help the team
5: play right.
2: and win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you have this young man and other guys that's come and gone in the last, last three or four years yep. with the Knicks. And you put in this position to this is your job. Yep. Any other job in America, if you don't do your job, they don't keep you around, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have one job, one job only to do is put a team together. A good team. Not just put a team together. A team that the New York fans can actually go out and be proud of. Yep. And he's not doing that. Mike, Mike is, is, I could tell him he's, he's... Yeah, he's a New York guy. Yeah, that's his, York team. Guy. That, his team. That, that, that is his it's squad. His yeah. Die hard, man. But it's yeah. tough for guys like him, fans and stuff yeah. like that, to go out and have to watch that product, man. Right. Yeah. Like, have to watch a guy like Joe Kim Noah. out Listen, man. That's sickening to watch. Yeah. Mm. It's sad, man. Mm. Like, it's probably a great guy. Yeah. But in my opinion, he sucks. <laughs> like, he sucks, man. Like... I was never the best free throw shooter. I've never shot ninety percent from the line, but I've never shot a free throw and made that face. Right, like when you let it go and you like, ooh, <laughs> like that's bad, man. Right, like, right. And you worth seventy two million, man. Right, like they should take field and hang him up, string him up, up George Washington Bridge, man, for that deal. Oh my goodness. Seriously, man, you literally, literally gave him that like what does joe kim noah do on the basketball court to deserve 72 million dollars what please if somebody can call in whatever please tell me this listen
4: this is the we bad We've, Mike, Mike this, is nope, nope, Mike,
2: this is about you no no but this is about you this is all about you i'm oh, sorry hey, look, i went on a no, it's a beautiful hey, i got in my feelings man because i've been sitting at home pondering this i yeah, love yeah. It. and i got an audience now to to vent I'm sorry. That's man. This no, is all no, We about need that. You, man. We need that. Hey, you got I would love for you to still be a New York Nick. You're not. You're a Pelican now, man. And yeah, keep doing your thing, bro. You know that. Please, you know that. Man. You know that.
1: Langston, what do you think it's going to take for for the Pelicans to step it up? It's been a frustrating season. Yeah. Anthony Davis, he's got the unibrow.
2: I think that's why they're not winning.
1: Maybe it's time to cut the brow. I think.
2: I think that's why, man. Maybe like, he's a did. hell of a talent, man. But yeah. like. I think that's why they're not like – it's hard for the guys to concentrate on the team, man. They, they, they don't know at, what's going on. I mean, you are looking at, at that brown. daily, man, he got two mustaches. Yes. You got a mustache here and here, man. <laughs> it connects. But, yeah, he's I mean, a hell of a talent, though. You,
1: yeah. you, you know, you're, you got this rookie, Buddy Heald, who I love. Yeah. Loved him in college. You got Drew Holiday, Tyreek, who I – I mean, former rookie of the year. You guys have talent. Gentry's your coach. What's it going to take for you guys to, 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 to improve? Because I feel like, you, you know, there's talent there. It's been a frustrating season. How, how has it been this year weathering the storm?
4: I think that, uh, I mean, it's, it's it's all about our chemistry. Right now we're trying to still tweak it and try to get it together. But uh, When you say that, what do you mean chemistry? W- when I'm saying chemistry is like everybody's on the same page.
1: Basketball-wise?
4: Basketball-wise. Not off the court, That's that takes care of itself. Right. But basketball-wise, like, hey when we have possessions where we may not score down the stretch, we, hey, we got to figure out ways to, like, hey, if we're going to get a bucket, we're going to go to this play. We know this play is going to work. Right. And I think that we're still learning that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, I know you're saying, like, hey, we're 50, 60 games in right mm-hmm. now. We should already know that. But, I mean, we're still a new up-and-coming team still trying to learn because, I mean, we have a lot of guys that were banged up early the injuries on. injuries
2: of a major part of yeah. you guys have to a lot of time working
4: exactly. together. Exactly. And, and it's tough because, I mean, you only have – Short amount of practice time, and, and I think it's yeah. coming together.
2: Yeah, now you, you, yeah, yeah like I said, like um, got Anthony Davis that's been out, you know, what I'm saying right. for a while. Yeah. Drew is going through the thing dealing with his wife. Her right. health is yeah. glad she's doing well. God yeah. speeds him and his family, man. Yes. he's going through that with his family. Yes. Anthony Davis can't stay on the court. You trying to implement Buddy Hill, trying to get him to be a professional. You know what I'm saying so. You have guys that's been in and out, and Average interest is a hell of a coach. So he's gonna he's going to demand that they. Do it right, right. right. What I'm but like you said, it's all about chemistry, all about learning how to play together. And I think they're learning that they're young, yeah. which is a good thing. So if they can keep that core together, the young guys, add a few guys, vets, they're getting older. Guys learn how to play. I think the future is bright for the Pelicans.
1: Buddy Heald was in the news recently. How much crap did he take for the swipe that he took on Demarcus Cousins loaf? What was going on? I know you guys clown him on Instagram, and as he should have. Listen, all loafs matter. The man's just setting a pick. He doesn't deserve to be uh, uh, fondled. Yeah. Did you guys, uh, quote-unquote, break his balls in the locker room?
4: <laughs> so, so, look, I'm, I'm going to give him a little scapegoat right here. Now, I mean, I know Kenyon knows this because he sets a lot of screens in, in his day. Uh, guys do try to like, try to spin you to try to get around the screen, like right. the, the guards. I, I'm assuming that he just tried to spin him and it just happened to just be that. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
2: listen, buddy. Hey, man, listen. I, I, I get what, what you're going to say, Mike. Hey. That w- Listen, man, he is absolutely correct. I was watching it, that's not a flagrant two, man. Yeah. That was a mistake. There was a, no, no it's actually man, listen, a flagrant that, two. Listen, he hit he him twice. He, he hit hey, him in the
1: two. Yo, that's did, a flagrant yo, two.
2: He did not. I'm telling you right now. Hey.
1: <laughs> you don't think I he did put, that
2: on, I will put money on it.
1: That it wasn't on purpose? He did not
2: do that it on, wasn't purpose. on purpose. It wasn't on purpose. I mean, even he, he was Mister, hey, He did not do that on purpose, man.
1: No, he's like he's like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. He's a
0: good shot.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, like, it's just one of them situations, man. It was... He was trying to get around the screen, and it just how so happened to be that? Like he didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the Reggie Evans grabbing Chris Kamen. Right. It wasn't that kind of incident. Yeah, yeah, you know it, wasn't that, it wasn't. It wasn't. Like it wasn't the kid, um, the football guy. Yeah, it you know, was. Well, checking yeah. the kids' oil. Oh, yeah, oil yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Doing the national championship prostate check. Game of four Prostate, prostate yeah, check yeah. during the course of the game. It wasn't none of that, man. But if, uh, if that, like, flagrant twos, like, get
4: like, like I thought you had to like. Do something bad, well, to get a flagrant 2 But this, I mean, it's, it's not. They, 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 I guess looking at it, it's not a basketball play. So they're like, Well, that's a flagrant 2. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. But
2: that doesn't, he doesn't deserve to get kicked out of it. Right. Like, they didn't take the, the fact, like, that could have been an accident. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. that never crossed their mind. Never. They went to the, like, oh, he did it intentionally. Oh, he got to go. It like, looked
4: wild, Kenyon. It
2: did. I was watching the game. It looked, but. Those guys ain't never played basketball, right. man. Yeah. Right. Like you got referees that ain't never laced them up. Right. Yep. So they don't know what it is to get around the screen. Right. I hear you. They don't know. Like, if you play basketball, trust me, it's going to happen, accidents, things like that. It ain't like the Draymond kick where you looking down. Yeah. Like, his leg. oh, no. Oh,
1: but even, ah. even Draymond's worst kick wasn't as square on. I mean, we're talking about Nolan Ryan fastball. And then not only was it, like, right down the center, there was a little, like, up there was, oh, like a, like a, was like it was like it's one thing to uh, hit, it's another thing to hit, and then you know it's like where are you going with the second part? It's the first part I could get. It was the second part I think I said it was the we got to we got to see the follow, it was follow through. through.
4: It was, yeah, he, he had the follow <laughs> through on it. You know what
1: I mean? Lakesh, and you guys are two. You're only as much as the the, the the Pelicans have been. You know, sort of scrutinized, and you know they need help and everything around. You know, Anthony Davis, and he needs help. He needs help. Two point five games. Behind the eighth seed. Yeah. I mean, you're right there. Yep. What needs to happen going forward? And, and, and uh, to be honest, that stat was just put in front of me. I don't really stat check, but two and a half games behind the eighth seed, you could make the playoffs. Which I think people would be like, I thought the Pelicans sucked. The Pelicans don't suck. No. What needs to happen for you guys to squeeze into the eighth seed?
4: I mean, the obvious question is, hey, we got to win some games. Right?
1: Obviously. How do we win more games?
4: It comes down to finishing the games. Most of the games that we have lost have been down the stretch where it's like it's teetering where it could be a win or a loss, and we end up losing those games. You know what I mean? And it's like we're going to be, the, the, I think, the, the highest team with road, uh, road games left. Right. So we have to go on the road, and we have to be warriors. You know what I mean? We got to go out there and, and, and definitely demand a, a lot of respect and, and, and go get them. Do it on the defensive end, dog. That's what it comes like, down to.
2: Defense, man. There's nothing more intimidating in sports when you can't score. Hey. So you get your guys together, man, you let them know the importance of getting stops on the road, man, and stuff like that. And two and a half games is not a lot, man. Nah, two and, like, and a half games is nothing. The, like you can have a bad a bad week in the NBA and yeah, these guys can go. In, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They can win three games, a team can lose three in a week. Yep. And now you're in eight. You know, and then you 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 get to that eighth spot, then you start looking at seven. Right. You're like, oh okay, I'm in mean, uh, so, so we three and a half out of seven now. Right. So then you just Start putting those games together. Yep. So so the key for them now is not to lose two in a row mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the season. Right. Not to lose two in a row. Can't lose two in a row. Can't right. Lose two in a row. I'm saying. Stop the bleeding early. Right. Lose a game. Go back to the drawing board. Start it over. And I think that's – and go out and defend, man, and start getting guys implemented, man, and start learning – like, start playing – like, the the, the – the, they don't have too many guys in the roster that's been in the playoffs. No, no. So not too many guys. the intensity of the playoffs picks up. <clears throat> yeah. For you guys, you guys should start taking after All Star break, looking at it as playoffs. Yeah, it has to, to be one so game like, like, time. You guys haven't been there yet, but these games now from this point on, you, you have to look at it like our seasons on the line. It is. Yeah. You yeah. So you guys go out and approach it that way. A.C. A- A- is not out of reach for you guys, man, no. not at all. You guys are talented, man. Yeah, I agree. You're just learning how to play, learning, learning how to play.
1: I agree. The A.C. Is, is within reach. Langston, uh, again, we are the two-man weave. My name is Michael Rapport. We're here with Kenyon Martin, Langston Galloway, former New York Nick, current, probably happy. I'm not going to ask him, probably happy to be down in New Orleans, hometown kid for the NBA All-Star Weekend. Your, your style of basketball is unique. Yeah. you know you, you you put it all on the floor who were your guys look at when you were a kid that you were like you emulated your game that you were like i want to be like that guy like i could literally you know sort of emulate my my game that. who who are your favorite players coming up
4: Now nah, coming up uh, i really watched chauncey billups that was a big big influence on me just watching him man i mean and uh and I t- i've talked to him over the years just just trying to hear his, his insights on the game and i mean he's he's, he's great great to, to talk to all the time and uh I watched him a lot. I mean, you always watch A.I. A.I. Is, is one of those smaller guys that, I mean, hey, it don't matter if bumps or bruises, injured or not, he's out there giving it his all. And I think I just, just put a correlating thing together and, and, and tried to figure out, hey, how can I make my niche be in this league?
1: Um, how much do you weigh? About
4: 195, 200? 195, 200 with a pair of wet jeans and wet Timberlands. Nah, I, I, I could push 200 plus after that, you know what
1: I mean? Uh, okay, because you, you, you're, you're not a big guy. You play <laughs> with all heart. You're probably, now that you signed a two year multi million dollar deal, gonna, you're going to say, This is a weird conversation. In Hollywood, I'm known as one of the guys with the longest arms. Defensively, yeah. you're known as a guy. You got long arms. You're about that custom
4: shirt life. I imagine about, about that much. I mean, hey, it just starts getting what, uh, what's little, the sleeve
1: length there? Because I think you got, I think my arm's a little longer than yours. What's your sleeve length there?
4: What, what's your wingspan? Just, just give me that first.
1: I'm just telling you this. I'm a 37 inch, 37 and a half inch
4: sleeve. I, I think I might have you right there. i what, like, what are you? I, I think I'm about 38. 38? 38, 38 something barely. Like
1: that. You're in the NBA. I'm not.
4: You do the math. <laughs> so. I've never it's seen so him weird. put a jump shot up. So, I mean, hey. hey yeah. yeah. Former yeah. celebrity. Oh, he, he, can talk, you. he can talk a good game. You haven't seen my work. Look me up.
1: Sorry. Look me up. Uh,
4: look up. I'm looking a... up.
1: Because you're 195 pounds. I'm 220. I got that grown man weight. I get you the post. <laughs> I'm saying, uh, yeah. Yeah. I got a mouse in the house right here.
6: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm not. Ta-
1: We're well, not going to see a jump shot. You're going to see a jump hook. You're going to see a right jump hook. And and you, you might feel feel the wood right here. Okay. Okay.
2: okay? Uh, all right. So we was having a um, debate up here, young fella. So I got a thing where I don't. I can't use public bathrooms. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so we, this is going to be a topic of discussion um, throughout. The show we're gonna do coming up every Wednesday. Two man tune weave, in, two man weave. Tune in radio. Tune yep. in every Wednesday. I can't use public bathrooms. All right. And the reason I say that is, like, I'm, I think I'm, uh, yeah, I'm kind of bougie in that way. Uh, yeah, you know I'm saying so I because right. my bank account didn't change. So, are you a public bathroom guy or not? No. are you? A- <laughs>
1: Push comes to shove. Push
2: comes to shove. Are you? Code red. No no, no, say, no, no, it ain't cold. For just cold, general. Cold red for me. I'm going to use the public bathroom. Okay, okay. Yeah. Rather than me go on myself. I'm going to use the public bathroom.
1: This gentleman left a, a, a one of the fantastic NBA All Star Games party last night in the middle of the party to go to the to go back to the telly yeah. to use the bathroom in
4: traffic. Okay.
1: Okay. Now you wait. Now now where where
4: where's your stance on no, this? I got I got to ask first. You you talking about one, two? Uh, number two. Two. I always number oh, two. two. Okay. I always number two in the All public. right. I understand that. I, I, I am the same way. I'm not gonna lie. I'm with I'm when it Jesus comes to that. Jesus Christ!
1: You give these guys <laughs> and, multi-year contracts, and all you know of a I mean, sudden, I'm
4: gonna I'm hold it. I'm gonna hold it before I go at the public bathroom. I'm gonna hold it.
1: Okay, listen. Let me tell you something.
4: <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. It is what it is. Okay,
1: okay. This isn't. I, I've been in. I've been in New Orleans uh, down here for three days. I can tell you every bathroom from this <laughs> location here, within a hundred hundred feet radius. The next time you go to the garden, yeah. if you gotta drop a deuce, text me. <laughs> I'll tell you, every place to go to the bathroom within Madison Square, five block radius. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, That's just the garden. That's not my neighborhood. Yeah. Upper East Side, Lower East Side, Harlem. Let me know if you got to use the bathroom. You don't have to go to
4: the, 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 the,
1: the, the, the back to the house. Hey, We're
4: well, we going to go to your crib then. We're just going to yeah. go to your crib. You know? Fair,
1: no, that's not happening. <laughs> Langston, this is the two man. we you down here in New Orleans. Happy to see you with the Pelicans. I wish you a very, very healthy, long NBA career. You deserve it. Um, Langston Galloway, thank you for joining us. Yes, sir. Michael Rapport, Kenny Martin, this is a two man weave. Langston, enjoy the weekend. Congratulations and, and continued success for you. Truly, you, you really deserve it, and you really play w- w- with guts and heart, and talent and skill and hard work and all that stuff. But you, you wear your heart on your sleeve. This is NBA on Tune, and we'll be right back with more live from New Orleans, NBA All Star Weekend. Michael Rapport, Kenny Martin, thank you, Langston Galloway. Yeah.
0: Two-Man Weave continues after this. Live from New Orleans, the site of All-Star Weekend on the NBA on tune Yes,
1: this is the Two-Man Weave. My name is Michael Rapport. I'm here with Kenyon Martin. And NBA TV. Kenyon Martin. And NBA TV. Now NBA in, on tune Guy, Personality. Rick the Stick
3: Camla, <laughs> to call him down here in New Orleans. Not anymore. What did Jordan and Miles tell you? <laughs> to tell what did Jordan and Miles tell you from I a couple of nights ago? Rick the, key, Rick the Stick Camla. <laughs> <laughs> what, Michael? What? By the way, it is a thrill to be on with you, my friend Kenyon. I've yes, loved you for a long time, yeah, Rick, man. It's a man. thrill to be on yeah, with you guys. Work. What did Jordan? <laughs> Miles you said you guys you.
1: had a simple early night at the Jazz Club. They just said that, you know, I know you're a family man. They said you have a past. They said you have yeah. a past. Yeah. And, that, you know, you know uh, some of the great stick men in the NBA, of course, we could talk about Dr. J. Shout out to my man Jeff Sanchez with the beard. Um, you know, uh, Dominique Wilkins, he had the Dirty South on lockdown. But, but apparently in your heyday, in your prime, yeah, hey, you uh, were a uh, coxman. That's what I heard.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't, I don't know about You're all that. You're a family that. man now. We all have a pass. I am, but uh, you know, I, I ran wild for a little bit, man. I, I, you know, you guys can relate. I mean, you're a Hollywood star. Kenyon's an NBA star. You guys can relate. Um, it's it's just about
1: under the radar. Kenyon's like, I didn't know, but this is yeah. what his reputation yeah. is. He got it in.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm a, you know I what? I what I will say is is I work hard and I play hard. God yeah. bless you. Hey. And, uh, and fruits and, of your labor. And, and I like curvy women. Yes, yes me labor. too. Well, if you like curvy women, uh, uh, New Orleans is the spot. Because I like curvy women. Big and ready. Big and ready. Um, well, not 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 big girls, okay? okay. Like, like voluptuous. All
1: right, let's stay focused on the NBA.
3: <laughs> I try to get with a big girl, man. I, I listen.
1: I've had. I've, listen, I'm, I'm a married man. Let's stay focused. The point is, Eric, we're down here in New
0: Orleans. We'll
2: try to U-turn this thing. Yeah, huh? bring, this, bring bring the ship home.
3: Uh, are you enjoying the All-Star Weekend? Oh my Diane? God! Yeah. Well, with the exception of the dump contest last night, everything's great. Offensive. The dunk contest was unbelievably terrible. I and agree. I love the NBA. I want to be sensitive to people who may be listening. You know, I'm an NBA guy. I just live it, breathe it, promote it, support it. But, my God, was that awful last night. It, it was bad. Yes. Well, well, what do
1: you think? We've talked about implementing. First thing is the, the, the Chris Anderson rule. Where, you, you know, in, in baseball you get three strikes. In life, in some states, you get three strikes. Okay, you, you might not come out if you get more than three strikes. Why do you get 19 dunks to make a
3: dunk? It's ridiculous. And a couple of times last night, the guys miss, 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 And they went and sat down, and it was like, well, is that it? And then, you know, they'd go to the table at TNT, and then the guy, like Derek Jones, after missing a button, then he, he got another chance to make another dunk. Yeah. I didn't get it. And by the way, what what is Derek Jones doing, like jumping over four people, first of all, like helping himself up right. on the shoulder of one of the people, and then in the final round, he jumps over three people. Right. So it's the same dunk, but it's not even as good because it's one less person. <laughs> like, my God, it was so awful.
1: Yeah, I agree. I was disappointed. Oh, <laughs> us um, too high. Who, who, you're, you're, you're an NBA guy. You've been around uh, the NBA. Obviously, you're a fan. What? Who, if you had to say one out of all the dunk contests, who's your favorite dunker? Forget the contest because we could talk about last year. That was uh, fantastic. Um, um, you know, obviously, Dominique and Jordan, they went at it. But if you had to say your one-time guy, if you had to say, I'm going to take one dunker, uh, for life, who, who is your favorite guy? When I say dunk contest guys, who is it?
3: Well, it's Vince Carter for sure. Mm. Uh, the best dunker in-game or dunk contest of all time. But last year, I thought the most imaginative dunks I've ever seen were Aaron Gordon. I've never seen anything like that where he took the ball from the mascot and his legs were like... His legs were parallel to the floor, yeah. like eight feet off the ground. Yep. What the hell's going on with that? Hey, we got an NBA star here, man. Yes. Yes, yes
1: a legacy, family... Of oh.
3: NBA stars. I'm the star? Oh, no, no. Yeah, no,
1: the no, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> star. Hey, my time over, young fella. It's all about you, Justin. It's all about you, brother. You and your pedigree of, of basketball <laughs> lineage, and yeah, your brothers, man. That's a great thing, man. I, I love it man. it, man. I love
1: mm-hmm. it. New York Nick Justin Holiday <clears> is joining us on the two man weave, which is now a four man weave. We almost have a team that's formidable. Let's get one more. We get one more, or I'm just running point. I'm passing it to Rick. I don't know what you're going to do with it. We talked about your history with women. I don't know if you got a shot. I'm not just I'm lobbing you. it to
3: Kenyon is what I'm doing.
1: And we got Justin. How you feeling, my friend? I'm good, man. Having a good time. Now, you play for the New York Knicks. I'm a Knicks fan, okay? Uh, there's been a lot of scrutiny. How has it been for you this season? Mostly, the, let's say the last three weeks to sort of stay focused on basketball, stay focused on winning, to stay positive because the scrutiny, the Oakley of it all, the Dolan this, the Carmelo trade that, the Kevin Love, is he coming, is he not coming? How has it been for you to, to, to just stay focused? You come from a family of basketball players. I don't mm-hmm. know what the heck you guys were eating as kids. We'll get into that later. But just talk to me about the Knicks of the last three weeks.
5: Uh, tell you the truth, man, in the locker room, everything's good. Uh, we, with Melo, you know, at the lead him taking most of the blows, the way he comes in, he, he sets a good example of how to handle it all. So we're just going about, you know, trying to get better every day as a team and, you know, go that way. I guess all the other stuff didn't really, especially with me, didn't bother me, maybe because of my path to the NBA, who knows. But uh, especially when you see everything going that mellow the way it is and the way he's handling it, I mean, it, it makes it easy on the rest of us. The,
1: your brother Drew Holiday down here as a Pelican. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, you you you—that's that's crazy. I mean, God bless your parents. Uh, my, my kids used to uh, see you and your brother and your father, who apparently could still play oh, ball. Yeah, he's nice. You, your he father could play, oh, right? Yeah. For sure. Dude, can your father beat uh, uh what's the kid's name? Bo- the ball, uh, Lonzo Ball? Because that guy my talks. My dad to, can beat a lot of
5: people. He could be—he could, be, could
1: play, right? For I heard sure. your dad could play.
5: I'm not saying that this is my dad. No, I
1: heard he was nice. <laughs> yeah. I heard he might be like you know, he's like,
5: 52 and he can still dunk. That's what's okay. up. And he's four, so he has to jump Is up. Is he looking jump.
1: for a 10-day? Like, I mean, can we? No,
5: <laughs> no. Nah, nah, I, I don't think he's trying to be obligated to have to show up to practice and stuff anymore like that. So. Yeah.
1: So, so so, how has it been for you? Your brother's down here. You know, you, you, you guys, two brothers in the NBA. How has it been this weekend just, just to enjoy yourself, to let your hair down, so to yeah. speak?
5: Uh, it's actually been good, obviously, uh, him living down here. Uh, he actually went on vacation a couple of days ago. But I got to see him and his daughter, uh, and that was, that was amazing, man. His daughters are beautiful beautiful uh, girl, and his wife is doing well, so it was good to see them before they got out, and obviously just to be able to hang out with family, but
3: I was really excited to see my niece.
2: That's nice. That's what's up. That's a good thing.
3: Justin, what about your boy, Kristaps Porzingis, mm-hmm. at 7-3, winning the skills challenge last night? What's up with that, man? You got all these smalls out there, they got the ball handling skills. K.P. is
5: pretty much a 7-3 guard, man. Uh, I mean, everything he does, is like he's a guard. He, he will cross people over, shoots threes, he shoots more threes than some guards on the other teams. So that's what just shows a skill set. Shows what he's able to do. It shows why he's so important, you know, to our team and obviously who he is as a player. So so uh, let's talk triangle.
3: Yes. Oh, with with Justin Holiday. Okay, let's talk triangle. Let, let's, let's, with Justin. Talk, let's talk triangle because, hey. Justin, uh, oh, we're, we're, oh, oh,
2: we're oh, Listen. What up, K-Mark? Wake me up when you get down.
3: No, no, no. I'm not going to like <laughs> – l- listen, guys. I'm not going to promote the triangle, okay? Just talking about it. I'm not going either way or not. I'm just not, I'm not not. You I'm saying, no, Justin, the triangle is do, comes you, up in every conversation. Do you
5: guys run the triangle? At times we do, yes. At times you do. A variation. Are you okay with it? Yeah, yeah. It's a variation of those. We go over things, but there's other times we don't run it. And of course yeah. I'm okay so with it. So they're
2: trying, like, this form of triangle, like most, well, a traditional triangle has three sides. This one has like seven. <laughs> it's a triangle, but it has like seven sides. In my opinion,
1: my opinion. It looks,
2: it's supposed to look like yes. a triangle, but, yeah, it's, but a little,
5: it's a little.
1: Like it's like an amoeba. Sh- it's a <laughs> little short of an octagon. We're getting it, we're getting it done. A little more
2: complicated. I'm trying than, to get it you know, done. So right. Yeah, but it's, it's I things, think that right.
1: first that first press conference when, when Phil came to New York, it, I think we would have all been better off. When that first question about Triangle, if he had said Triangle Schmeingel and just sort of put it to rest. Because there's just such scrutiny on this freaking Triangle. And, <laughs> and, 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 and and it's a Triangle. And, and I, as far as I know, you know, it's just a basic sort of movement offense. And there's routes. There's rotations. But I feel like there's a stigma on it. St- the ups and downs of the Knicks uh, since Phil's been there. I mean, you, you just said it um, while we were we were all bantering. Every conversation with you, Triangle.
5: Not everyone, but obviously that someone knows the game, knows, you know, what we do. I, speaking to fans, I hear opinion on the triangle. If either they like it or not, and most of the time they don't. But obviously, you know, whatever we're going to run, we're going to run. We're going right. to go out there and do it and still try to win games. So that's, that's all that really matters.
1: Well, listen, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a Knicks fan and, you know, and, and, and my heart has been up and down and, and, and you know, with the, with the Oakley of it all, which I don't need to even ask you yeah, about. Yeah, we don't need to go there. No, you, 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 you went from playing overseas to the D League to being an NBA champion with the Golden State Warriors. Now you're with the New York Knicks. What has this road been like? And, and, and are you able to finally sort of breathe and be like, I am in the NBA to stay? Uh,
5: never able to breathe. I'm never satisfied. I, I mean, I'm glad I'm in the NBA, but there's a lot more I want to do. There's a lot more I feel like I need to accomplish. A, it's a lot better I can become. Uh, really, that's the reason why I'm here. Right. I, I can't because when I got caught up from the Idaho Stampede and played nine games and was, you know, under contract for the next year with the Sixers, I could have breathed. I right. ended up being cut, so I had to get back somehow. So, no, I'm never satisfied. I never – I think I'm going to be this way until I leave. I want to be the best player in the NBA. I want to be the best player in the world. And when you do that, go about the game that way, obviously things work out. I got here. And uh, and I feel like if I was able to get here with all the things I had to go through before, I'm pretty sure I can surprise some more people and do something else. That's what's up. How
2: competitive was your your games with your brothers coming up?
5: Me and Drew, first of all, we yeah. were kids, never finished a one on one game. Okay. You already know. Come to blows. One files the other one. Come to and, blows. And it, That's, and it's yeah, so that's what it is. <laughs> but uh, now that we're, well, yeah. I actually have a sister that's running right to Drew oh, yeah. and a brother that plays at UCLA now. Mm-hmm. And all of us, obviously, can play the game. My sister was, yeah. my sister was the type to play, get a double double easy, get five steals. They used to tell her in high school. We don't want this girl to get past half court, and she will stop the person. Like, that's how she was. She had to stop because of concussions. But yeah. we used to play two and two mm-hmm. with, oh, with, wow. with, with all of us, obviously, sister sister playing. And we when want to be each other. And, and now going back home is, works for us because I'm going against NBA talent every day. Drew uh-huh. is, and my little brother is, who is also an NBA talent. And yeah. it, it's fun. It's, it's fun to com- compete, but, you know, we're, we're all trying to become better. We all have the same goal, and we're all enjoying – getting to where we want to be together. And that's the family aspect our, our parents brought to us.
3: Have you seen uh, Lonzo Ball and Markel Fultz? Have you guys all seen yeah. those guys? <laughs> yeah. Of all right, let, let's debate who, if they come out, who would be the number one overall pick. Because I see on mock drafts, well, a lot of people have uh, Fultz number one. Yep. And he's he's a Kyrie Irving type of lead guard scoring uh, point guard. But Lonzo Ball is like Jay Kidd, think, Steph Curry. Is like, he that good? I think he's I think that good. What do you what, guys think? I think
5: it depends on what the team needs. Uh, or with the teams looking for the type of offense, I think that does matter, and we all know that matters as far as the draft goes. If you're looking for a point guard to come in and score, score a lot, you know, uh, and, and have that role in that offense, then of course you would go for, you know, folks. If you want a guy that's going to come in, he can score the ball, but kind of distribute it a little more, uh, you know, do a little bit of everything. I think that's the type of point guard you go for. I think it's. I, I can't. I personally, you think it's can't a point flip, one. Justin? I can't pick one. Hey, I mean, well. tell you the truth, I got to pick one. I'm going with folks. Yeah, goes to Dub.
3: Yeah. Okay. okay. Kenyon, pick. have you seen both of them play? Yeah, I've seen both of them play. Like, who's just a better overall talent? Who projects better long-term in the NBA? Uh, like oh, it's, yeah, it's it,
2: um, yeah, it goes to what, um, what you're saying, just like what your team is looking for. But like you said, if you're looking for that that next generation, I'm not going to call him a J-kid kind of game-changer. Yeah, yeah. But you go with the ball kid, you know what I'm saying? Because he, he distributes. He's yeah, yeah. He to pass first, but he can not score when needed to. Um, Shoes the ball well, um, get better at it. But That's a good observation. Yeah, actually. yeah. Um, I think you go with that. But
3: talk to me about that stroke. He kind of brings it from the left hip, and it's like it's it's like across his body. But that, but that but that thing it goes, goes in, in man. As long as it goes yeah. In, it Justin, I'm matter. not ripping. it. I'm just saying it's like totally unusual. Different. And you're like, how in the hell? And splash. That thing just it's goes right in. Shooters like that
5: are some of the hardest people. Like Kevin Kevin Martin, fake K Martin.
4: The, <laughs> the, the fake yeah,
5: guarded Guarding him, it was always, like every it time I guarded him, way. I actually yeah. had trouble at times because the way he shot the ball, and I knew he shot it that way, but it was still hard for me to, I don't know, it's something weird about it, so it might, you know, play to his advantage.
1: The ball, the ball family, first the holidays, on, family, it, wait no, a father, minute, father's playing. Why ask the question? It's, it, I don't know if it's a three on three, four man, whatever. Your pops, their pops, because I don't know if his pops can play, but he talks like he could play. I, I imagine he played because you raised those kids. No, you're I, out there. I assume so. You guys get out there. A million dollars in prizes to charity. Who's winning this we game? Win. We're winning. You're winning? Yeah, yeah I'm on,
5: going
3: dude. with these guys.
1: Has it been discussed? Has Come that been on. put out there?
3: Uh, no, we're not discussing anything <laughs> like that. No. Yeah, man. Hey, this is a confident man right here. No, I know he this is be. a real confident oh, man, man right no, here. The route he took
2: to get here and he's here and, and, no, and, and, no, and the pedigree and the talent level of him and his brothers, man.
5: hey, I would yeah, I'm rolling. My brother goes about the we all go about the game the same way. Hey, I'm never, rolling. We, Listen, yo,
2: man, you put up. some defense out there on them kids, man. You make them compete, man. We're gonna play deep. Man, like and they gonna strap. We're gonna go we out go, and and they're gonna get like, gonna that's, after that's my thing, man. We're gonna go after Like guys see the the points and all the stuff that this family's putting up the stuff that they're doing. I went and saw them play in person. I have a 16-year-old son. Mm. He go and he wanted to go see the game. They got their plans, you know. And I'm just like, "Come on, man! Come on! Either, either the the mellow kid is shooting it or Jello is shooting it. Like it's if he dribbles it up and shoot it, or he gets the ball inbounds. Jello is down or posting up on the guard because guard has to get back. It's one pass in, throw it ahead, and him posting up a guard. All like, right. It's not basketball, man. You think it's a then discredit- when he scored ninety? Yes, man. When he scored 90, the kid didn't cross half court. Right. Like, come on, man. Like, it's, it's for me, they cheating the game. They cheating them. They they teaching them the wrong way to play basketball, right. in my opinion. Right. People ask me about the Miller Ball kid. Eventually, you're going to have to reel that in. Right. Somebody's going to have to get that under control eventually. And in my opinion, he's young. 15. By that time... 15. It's gonna be too late. Mm-hmm. That coach they have him doing him a disservice. The kid man. that had
3: ninety two, right? Yes. the his Cherry Pickin' and all
5: that.
2: this coach is doing him a disservice, well, man. Let him play that.
5: They way. played the same way when Lorenzo, uh, Lorenzo yeah. when Lonzo was there yeah. as well, but he transitioned well to, to college. I mean, but I think he was it, more willing to pass there's gonna have to be a transition. Yeah, point somebody got
2: to come in and me, be but, like, "Hey, all right, that's enough hey, of that."
5: But the way you know the way their dad, dad talks though, and obviously the, the be able to players, they they be, they become. As long as you want to try to do something and work hard, man, I say there's always a possibility. I understand, I understand what you're saying, yeah. 100%. Gets, I mean, the game isn't, isn't played particularly that way. Yeah, man. It's, it's tough but to watch. To but. answer your question, yes, we were most definitely winning.
3: All right. <laughs> That's
1: what's up. This is the two-man weave. Michael Rapport, Kenyon Martin, signing off from New Orleans. Rick Kamler coming up doing his thing with Rex Chapman. Justin, listen. I'm a Knicks fan again. Okay. This is NBA on TuneIn. Me and Kenyon will be back this Wednesday, five to seven p.m. Eastern. NBA on TuneIn live midseason special table roundtable previewing the second half of the NBA. Mike Yam, who may or may not be able to dunk. Antoine Walker, Yam Wilford, can't Duke. dunk.
3: Yeah, yeah, Yam's my boy, but he can't dunk.
1: He needs to change his name. Mike Yam sounds like
3: he, he got that name in Rucker for banging it on people. No, he, he's my boy, but he can't dunk. Okay, Mike Yam. And I can't dunk either, but Yam can't dunk.
1: Yeah, but your name's not Mike Yam. Your name's Rick the Stick. <laughs> you, your work has been done.
0: Mike Yam.
1: It, I mean, is that not a basketball name? That's like a Rucker Park name. Yeah, Mike he Yam. Yeah. He banged it on somebody. NBA uh, Roundtable, Tuesday, 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern, all on NBA in. Justin, congratulations on being in the league. Congratulations on being a, a Nick. Thank you know you. you'll you'll always be a Nick to me. I hope you yeah, stay a Nick, you. and I hope you stay in the NBA for as long as you want. Appreciate it. And, and your That's family. The plan. Uh, we're getting this game. I'm going to get some sponsorship together. The holidays versus the Bulls.
5: <laughs> no, Bruno. I can't wait for you to ask them the question of who's going to win, especially the pops.
1: Yes, yes. He said last you, night you that his son could beat Steph Curry. Listen, it's all in fun. Stop it. That's what he said. I stop saw it. Stop it. He, you it. You. he said he could beat. No, I'm not saying anything, but stop it. Man. The thing he's is, he's a two-time MVP. Stop it
5: crazy as it sounds though like i love the i love that
1: i think it's I fantastic lo- I, love well, fact
5: that that I love the i love i love the confidence. that's what you have to do I agree. if you're me. not saying it you're thinking it
1: and if you're not saying it you're, you're talking not, about it like me
5: and if, you if you don't believe that then you shouldn't be out there trying to trying to get it so i'm, I'm not mad at
1: you i agree thank you justin yeah. this is the nba on tuning this is the two-man weave again we'll be back wednesday five to seven stay tuned for rick rex we're down here in new orleans Everybody is uh, chilling. The weather's fantastic. New Orleans, NBA on TuneIn. We're coming right back.
0: You've been listening to Two Men Weave with Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Live from All-Star Weekend in New Orleans, right here on TuneIn. You're listening to the NBA on TuneIn. Listen like you mean it.